forever. Dog. So that means we're live right now, is what you're telling me. That means we're live. Is that what that means? We See, are I don't live. We with the part about me being horny all hours of the day. It's a few hours in the day, yes, but not all hours. I digress. Everybody, welcome back to the best show. It's here on another Tuesday night as we move from September to October. The WGA strike is over at midnight tonight, which means that certain auteur showrunners are magically going to write a full season of a show in five minutes. I can't wait to see that. That might be inside baseball, but you know what isn't inside baseball? It's outside football. Joe Para is going to be on the show. You know Joe Para. Everybody loves him. We're going to talk to Joe Para later in the show. We're going to do the Clint Eastwood chair two-person play. Clint versus the chair. Clint versus Keith the chair. Whatever we're calling it, we're going to do it. We're going to take your calls, 201-989-0012. Everybody, welcome back. It's the best show. Play the theme, please. Best show. Best show. that right hey welcome back to the best show here on a tuesday night uh my name is tom i want to thank you all for being a part of the show we got a great one for you tonight so much stuff to talk about so much stuff as a a, a wise very very wise man once said so much to do so much to see so what's wrong with taking the back street? 201-989-0012 is the number. We got Joe Para coming up later. It's going to be fun talking to Joe. Good guy. Good guy. Everybody loves Joe Para. We just heard Neil Young with Look Out Joe from the Tonight's the Night album. We'll talk more about that. I got to see Neil Young. Uh, special event. Got to see that. We'll talk more about that. We're also, last week I asked you, the Best Show listener, to help me write a play based on Clint Eastwood's 2012 
Republican National Convention uh, appearance w- in which he acted against a chair that supposedly uh, 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 Obama was sitting in. Tonight, not unlike Frost Nixon, tonight, Chair Eastwood is what I want to call it. Chair Eastwood. Chair's name is Keith. I think Chair Eastwood sounds good. So, how are we doing, everybody? We having fun. The uh, the WGA strike is uh, is almost over. It's over at midnight tonight, and um, yeah. So now, pencils back up, everybody. Get your pencils back up. It's time to get back to work. Time to get back to work. For some of you suckers who uh, some of us have been going this whole time. I don't see any of these other writers out there doing a 24 hour show, right? You see that? Not me, man. I saw it though. Cause I looked in the mirror and I saw it. Uh, what do we want to do here? Let's, uh, let me log into the uh, bing bong ding dong. The, uh, we got a chat going over on Twitch. Like to see what my friends in the chat are talking about. And I also like to scroll up so I don't have to look at myself. We're going to finish the 100 wads tonight. How many wads do we have left to go, anyone? Anyone there know how many wads we have left to go? Not off the top of our heads. Okay. Minus 50,000 points for all of you. I wasn't here last week. Minus so, 60,000 so. cuz you weren't here oh, last okay. week. But I'm here this week. I'm going to give you an extra 40 points okay, for good. being here this week. I'll take it. Everybody gets a baseline of 40 points for showing up. Past that. Like uh, they said in uh, the movie Blade. Use this. Is that what they said? What movie did he say earn this? That was Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan Saving Private Ryan would have been a lot different if um Blade was in it, right? Imagine they're storming the beaches and freaking Blade gets off the boat. He's a daywalker. That uh, that opening scene of Saving Private Ryan but then like Wesley Snipes is running around chomping people and slashing them with the sword. A lot of electronic music underneath it. Like, like that opening Saving Private Ryan battle, and it's like techno playing underneath it. Um, Pretty good. I'd like to see that. And I'll also say this. The Avengers movies, the fact that, first of all, AP Mike has his own Avengers uh, Marvel podcast. We'll talk more about that. It's called Make Mike Marvel. Um, that Avengers Endgame movie, everyone was in it. You tell me you couldn't fit Blade running around a little bit? That fight would have been over in five minutes if Blade, if Thanos would have uh, eaten it in the first movie if Blade showed up. What do you think of that, Pat? I agree, but I think they would have put up a fight. I like that. What do you think about that, Mike? Never saw a blade yet. Yeah, that's going to be part of Make Mike Marvel. It's 
such a big part of it, Mike. Wow. I'm excited. Jason, what do you think about that? I love it. Four horsemen are here. The good Lord made his mind up. He said, this mic needs more men. Four men. Horsemen. And that was it. Here come the horsemen. Four horsemen. Yeah, the four horsemen. It's me. It's Pat. It's Mike. And it's Jason. The four horsemen together at last. How is everybody doing? Uh, Enjoying your... September night. I'm doing four yeah. days of rain we had. You've got four days of rain there. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you got. You, you, a, is it strong rain? Like, like a like a tur- like? Is it just the kind where it never stops? I it's, think we've experienced all levels of rain. You know, from yeah, it's consistent. The, the spritz, the downpour, sideways, the drizzle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we we've had it all. Well, that's Jersey. New Jersey's yeah, that's got Jersey. it. That's what they say. Jersey's got it. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, I got something, guys. I got scammed. You did? I did. I got to hear more about this. Um. So Kristen last year got me a subscription for a thing called Vinyl. Are you familiar with this? It's V-N-Y-L. V-N-Y-L. I am not. And familiar. they... So it's it's a record collect like they, they this is like a Patreon for for like behind the scenes footage of the hit HBO show. Yes, channel. yes. I was like, I gotta know more. I gotta know how they did this show. So you got a subscription. Yes. So Kristen got a subscription for me. It was twelve months, and you get three records every month, mm-hmm. and every record is literally like. Out of these 36 albums that I have sitting at my house, mm-hmm. there's like one good Meat Puppets record. And which one's that? I, it was one from like a few years ago. I think it had a crocodile on the All cover. Right. But it was still good. It was sure. a good, good. Meat. Okay. And right. I, I, there's not a bad Meat Puppets uh, album, yeah. in my opinion. Hmm. Well, um, well, we could. Yeah. Well, that's not what the show is. That's about. not what this is about. <laughs> Neither here nor there. <laughs> so they send me an email saying, Your trial membership is ending. And I'm like, oh, well, that's great. This was a gift. It's a 12-month gift. I don't have to do anything to shut this thing down because mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to do it for another uh, another year. What's because... the worst album you got sent? Oh, my God. I will take some pictures, Tom, and I will I will send them for the Instagram because it's just a lot of stuff I've never heard. I mean, like, toss mm-hmm. me in a Jimi Hendrix, like a used Jimi Hendrix record or something. So they're all used they, records. No, no. These are all new like records. Fresh that, pressed Fresh record. pressed records that they get from other record labels, like smaller record labels of stuff that, like, nobody bought. Sure, sure. And they try but no to make reissues. It, I mean, they don't they don't do older records. Well, that's the thing. They So they when you sign up for this, they ask you, like, what music do you like? Write down all the artists. And yeah. what's what's your grail record? And I, you know, mm-hmm. I put down what sure. my grail record is. Yeah. And Metallica. Yeah, it's Metallica Master of Puppets. <laughs> I just can't find it, Mike. I've looked everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Look, and, guys looking high and low for Metallica. Just someone, please. Um, yeah, but so all of it is just stuff I've never heard of. Nothing, none of it is good. And then 
And but I also didn't want to say anything because my wife got Kristen got this for me for my birthday, so I didn't want to crap on it. I'm like, oh yeah, new stuff to discover every mm-hmm. month. Yeah, and like it doesn't matter that you put your the bands that you like on there. They're yeah. all like they don't take from that list. They just send you whatever they crap don't. they have in the no. warehouse. They go, you say. Hey, uh, these are the bands I like. And they go, cool. And then they just slap <laughs> yeah, exactly. your address yeah. label on a pre-packed box already. 100%. 100%. But, and, and so, you know, I thought that the membership was ending. They didn't say anything about you have to auto, you're, you're going to auto renew on this date. This sucks. This sucks. And uh, they hit me with $420. 420 dude. Brah. Right? Get it. No. Yeah. 420 wow, the wrong 420 that's Four, a lot that's you a can't, lot you can't fight it you can't no, fight well, it so, well so we wrote back and we said hey you know Kristen first wrote back and she said this was a gift like he didn't you know you're charging my card well it's the same card but you're charging us you know charging me for his thing renewing and then I went back through the emails and I'm like I never got an email that said this was renewing or auto renewing mm-hmm and uh it's they, one of those things where you have to check it to not like where they just assume you want to do it forever well, unless you check a box that says stop it or like well, like the email literally says your trial membership is ending mm-hmm. and then it says click here to learn more <laughs> well this is what you got to do yeah with this. have you pursued it any further well we emailed them back and i and said you know here's all the verbiage we have from you saying that this is uh you know it says nothing about auto renew or any of that stuff they basically uh you know wrote us about an email back saying tough s well this is what you do then you go right to the credit you'd never talk to them again go to your credit card company yeah and that's what Kristen just did she did a charge back but i also told them i'm like look i'm gonna talk to my horseman about this tonight i know you should have said (laughs) look i uh, maybe you're not aware who i am you should have pulled a lauren bobert don't you know who i am i'm one of the four horsemen that's a very different lauren bobert i thought you were referring to the other one the the beetlejuice I'm saying uh, a few, a few, a few, few people in the chat are saying you've got Columbia House. Well, you Columbia did. House would at least give me something like it give me three Elvis Costello records. Yeah, you know, and also pulling a Lauren Boebert. Don't not be literal. There was some pulling <laughs> that night, but that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. So guys, they'd, they'd give you three Elvis Costello albums, but one of them would be that jazz album from the nineties. Yeah, the Juliet, the Juliet letters. letters. Like it's just got three copies just, of the Juliet letters. A box of the Juliet letters. <laughs> now, yeah. So it's too bad. I, you'll get it sorted out, though. I just wanted to warn everybody because it, the people that listen to the best mm-hmm. show buy records. Mm-hmm. They're big record nerds like us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, stay far away from this. Don't do it as a gift for anyone. Okay. It, and we even read the reviews after the fact, mm-hmm. and it was like, this is a scam. We got. Well, I just want to say, uh, so that's cool. I just also want to say, tonight's show is brought to you by Vinyl, vinyl. Uh, the the direct to mail internet <laughs> vinyl. So, what's your Grail album? Yeah. Get all the records you want. Uh, a twelve month subscription, say, perfect for a gift. Yeah, My I God. gotta say this this service is giving the show Vinyl a run for its money. It like, really um, is. Which which one is worse? Yeah. Um. But Tom, I. I had something to it and we could do this quick as you want, but the, did you see the article I, I sent in the chat earlier this week? I, I don't think I did. Com- comparatively, uh, 
to your dog biting on a on an airline. Story. Oh yes. Uh, oh, I did Singapore. see that. I did see Singapore it. Singapore Airlines, yeah, refunds passengers fourteen hundred dollars after dog farted on us for thirteen hours, and they won. They're they're getting their money back. So yeah. Um, I don't know. And I love I mean, this is my best thing about it. First of all, that's disgusting. Yeah. Secondly. Look, we got this guy AP Mike on the show. <laughs> this guy can find a new twist on any story where you're just like, what? And then you're like, ah, this is what my Mike, your take yeah. on it was. Yeah, why can't why can't that stuff happen to me? So, it, so I can <laughs> promote the show. It's you know, it's a PR. Which uh, show do you want to promote? Oh, that's one hundred percent. That's I'll, I'll say it for him. Egg for what? That's an egg for what? That's, <laughs> Wait a that's, second. That's no, a content bros no, right there. This is the best show thing. We uh-huh. we, we had a whole segment Mike, about dogs. Mike in the twenty four hour show. Mike, that's yeah. exactly the spirit I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Oh no, thirty million. Oh my god, points. Yeah. Good lord. Thirty million. You'd get the chocolate factory if I was. Yeah. If I had such a thing to offer, I was I was watching that luggage compartment open up regularly mm-hmm. and waiting for those bags to fall down because I thought this is it, this is my moment. Mm-hmm. I can be in a viral video <laughs> complaining <laughs> about a bag hit me in the head. I love it. You also wouldn't mind uh, settling out of court on one of those yeah. things as well. Yeah. yeah Are well, you talking about the baggage? That goes claim? without saying. Yeah. You know. Well. I love that. Mike, I, I got to say, I drove by the uh, Safari Inn yesterday and I got a little sad that you weren't uh, <laughs> you weren't in our fine city anymore. I saw my it away from home. I yeah. drove past it a week ago and I was just like, that's Mike's place. Yeah, I really look at it like that. <laughs> it did make me a little. Yeah, I felt the same thing. I was yeah. just like, oh, that's where Mike was. Yeah, there. Mike was there. And then all you think about is. Like the it, then suddenly there's like a machete fight in the parking <laughs> lot. It's a little less, uh, a little less uh, yeah. nostalgic. Two gunshots uh-huh. as you drive by. Yeah. What are you looking at? Guy with a machete's chasing my car down the road. <laughs> um, no, it's it's uh, and it's it's amazing. And I, I, uh, Pat, that's a great story. Since you gave the story, seventy-one yes. million points for you. <laughs> and then Tom. You know. What's that, Jason? I I mentioned it to you earlier, and you said maybe we should listen to it on the show. I just want to mention that there is a new Rolling Stones. Give me one. So, I want to hear a second of this thing. Okay, so I've not heard Angry, song. Angry by the so, Rolling. Here's a new one from the Rolling Stones. This have, is you're gonna have to play it on your end. I'll play it on mine. So I'll just search. Yeah, let's search here. Uh, okay, Rolling Stones. Terrible new song. I'm going to search. <laughs> and then angry just pops right up. I'm sure it does. Okay, here we go. Rolling Stones. Let's hear some of Angry by the Rolling Stones. Look, it's, it's going down the hallway. It's a Sunset Strip. I just saw the uh, Carnies yeah. uh, 
hot dog, a hot dog uh, stand there, and Sydney Sweeney's waving at hot uh, Sydney Sweeney driving through. Yeah, this sucks. I do not need to hear more of that. Drives by the comedy store and Crystalia just waves. Crystalia jumps in the car. Yeah. Um, you know, that's terrible. That's yeah. uh, that's a bad I only needed to hear that much to say, sit in this one out, Rolling Stones. And by this one, I mean anything you ever do <laughs> and have done since. What's the last Rolling Stones album you cared about, Mike? When does the run stop for you? Some girls. He might be taking a call. He might be taking a call. Okay, we'll do that. I kind of like that that blues album they did a few years ago. So the last thing they put out, that blue and lonesome. Honking on Bobo. That was Aerosmith. No, no. uh, Honking on Bobo. No, honking on Bobo is Aerosmith. Uh, Blue and Lonesome was the yeah. Stones. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, honking on Bobo Hon- from the new Rolling Stones album. Honking on Bobo. Here's angry. <laughs> Here's got the blues. What bl- what blues do these guys have to sing about anymore? What blues? Tax shelters. <laughs> right but isn't that exactly what exiles about and it's a great record but still then they they were not what they are now in terms of wealth oh yeah they also no. then they were 30 yeah what blue oh no you got to realize this capital gains tax uh it's really <laughs> really making me move some stuff around here or to an offshore account i love when somebody who doesn't know money tries to like it tries to replicate what people with money consider problems. I don't know. Anyway, Horseman, stand down and stand by. Let's see who's over. Oh, by the way, the Patreon, the Patreon. Oh, that's where it all happens on the Patreon. The Patreon is how we raise money for the show. Patreon.com slash the best show and you support the show you go over there and there's so many shows we put new things up every sunday there's the full 24-hour best show marathon the video ad free is up only on the patreon all of the things all those fun celebrities coming through the whole thing only on patreon patreon.com ah my iPad slipped. I'm going to sue forever, dog. Hit my wrist. Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you do it. You go there, add free versions of the show, audio for five bucks a month, video for 10 bucks a month, bonus content like crazy. Make Mike Marvel. Dumb More, which is the Meet My Friends, the Friends uh, sideshow. New episodes of Sharpling and Worcester Q&A coming. Just recorded them. New episodes. And then the one I'm waiting for. Live from the City College of Passaic. The John Gentle Show. Cannot wait. John Gentle is on the best show network. Patreon.com slash the best show. Get over there and support it. We're so close to 3,000. So, uh, so Patreons, I'd love to just get to 3,000. Can I just get to 3,000 for once in my 
bleep in life. Just one time in my life. One time, folks. Can I do it one time in my life? Just help me out, huh? Would you? For once in my life. Anyway. Let's see who's on the phones. Let's see who's on the phones. 201-989-0012. We'll take some calls. Hello, Besho. Hello. Hi, Tom. This is PJ in Astoria. PJ in Astoria. Now, for people who yeah. don't know, Astoria is in Queens. That's right. Who is the most famous person from Queens? Well, the most famous person from Astoria is probably Tony Bennett. Um, uh-huh. But the most famous person from Queens, I don't know, Paul Simon? I might say Donald J. Trump. Oh, yeah. He's a good, he's a good pick, too. <laughs> he is the king of Queens in my book. Mm, Doug Heffernan. Yeah, that's true. Remember Doug Heffernan? Oh, of course. Doug, Carrie, Arthur, all of them. Deacon. Yes. Deacon. Yeah. Yeah. Deacon. <laughs> Remember Deacon? Um, Is it? Sorry. Now, look, okay. Spare us your love of King of Queens, uh, PJ. <laughs> what can I do for you, PJ? Oh, I got a couple of wads for you. A couple of wads. We're doing this um, 100 top, 100 best. Hundred biggest wads of all time list carried over from the twenty four hour best show. It's filling up. For example, number one, Greg Ginn. Number two, the dog on the airplane that bit me. Number three, Chuck Woolery. Ted Nugent at four. Skip Bayless at five. Vince McMahon at six. Bill Maher at seven. Aaron Rodgers at eight. Morrissey at nine. Mike Love at ten. Um, yeah, this is some kind of list. Frog from Nashville still standing strong at eleven. Um, Stotts, Mike Stotts is still on the list. Um, all right, let's see. Who do you got for the list? My friend. Um, one person who came to mind was the cake boss. Why? Buddy Velastro. Why would the cake boss go on the list? Well, uh, he, he just has a very high opinion of himself. I remember a few years ago, he got a DUI and, uh, I think he told the officer, do you know who I am? I'm the cake boss. So he came to mind. Okay. Um, but yeah, maybe you're not feeling it. I, I have another uh, reality boss. TV. Not feeling yeah. the cake boss. Do you remember? We should put. Do you remember Johnny Fairplay from season seven of Survivor? Uh, I know of Johnny Fairplay from season seven of Survivor. I don't know if he makes the list. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the chat. Mel Gibson, number 21, please. Mel Gibson. And people are saying he's, to take a good one. People are saying take Bernie Taupin off the list. A caller last week insisted that Bernie Taupin be on the list. Where are we at with that, everybody? Where are we at with Bernie Taupin on the list? What do we think? I'm a bit puzzled personally by it. Why was he added to the list? The Has caller he did not like uh, Bernie Taupin's uh, book. Oh, well, I, I still want to read it. And I mean, he wrote okay. some of the greatest lyrics of all time. So I don't think did he's he, a lot. Did he? Oh, God, yeah. Give me one lyric. I'm still standing. 
He didn't write that one. Um, Levon. Hold on. He did not write I'm Still. The first one you went to, he didn't write. Circle of Life. Oh, you're on the way out. You're right. You're, that, that was Tim Rice, I think. You shut up, Tim Rice. You're, name, you're naming every. <laughs> this guy's got uh, this guy's got four thousand <laughs> songs he co-wrote. Haku- you mentioned him two of the biggest. <laughs> a little that uh, didn't feature him. A little song called Hakuna Matata. I'm still standing. Lear, written written by. Yeah, no, it's written by. Uh, it is Bernie Taupin. Like you were right. Oh, but wait, I'm looking here. Uh huh. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> what? No. What did you look at that it suddenly <laughs> said it wasn't? The thing I wanted to see in my own brain. Oh, okay. He wait. He did the album too low for zero. Yeah. All right then. Fine. Bernie Taupin. Take him off the list, please. Ninety five off. Bernie Taupin. Jason, you get that in lieu of thank you points. I'll take it. Bernie Taupin will be removed from the list. I take it. Yeah, this is a pretty sad list. William Shakespeare. Um, yeah, should we put what's his face as the as the head of uh, Dana White on here? Dana White, number 25, and then we get to close the top 25 of the list. Dana White at 25. Is Brendan Schaub on the list? Let's put Brendan Schaub on there, too. He's a wad. And Tony Hinchcliffe. Put Tony Hinchcliffe on. We'll fill up the list. Tom, uh, real quick, Wes has suggested J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, put J.K. Rowling on the list. Third bo- third quadrant, please. So he said to put Joe Perra on the list? No. Don't put Joe Perra on the wad list. How dare you? How dare you? I tell you. I tell you. My health ain't been the same since this 24-hour show. The odds are I don't make it. Thanksgiving 2023. That's what the doctors are saying. Anything else, PJ? Yeah, this one's a little bit of a reach, but um, I feel like he he kind of earned it just um, by his name. But uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. No, that's a way more than a little bit of a reach. But Wadsworth. I don't know. You don't think I got <laughs> thought that? Was, thought it was worth a try. Yeah, he goes, but it's Wadsworth. As if I didn't understand that that was the reference. PJ from Astoria makes the Wads list for that one. And put him in the 80s, please. PJ from Astoria. And I also want one wad spot taken up by all who have wronged Tom at any point in his life. Second quadrant, please, for that. Hello, Besho. Hi, Tom. This is New Hampshireite Derek. Derek from New Hampshire. How's it going, Derek? Good. I called you um, before the 24-hour show and tried to provide you those few L.A. bands that I knew. Yes, you did. You did a great job. I appreciate that, Derek. If you recall. I definitely do. I do. Oh, recall. thank you, sir. 
I appreciate that. Um, I did have a couple wads to try to throw um, up and fill in the 100. Let's um, hear them. And hear shame, on, shame on that last caller for trying to uh, suggest Joe Para. I, the last I'm with caller you didn't. So somebody in the chat did. Somebody in the chat did. Oh, in the chat, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Whoever said that in the chat Should be ashamed needs of to be removed. Thank you. Well, that's a little extreme, yeah. but... Um, it was the last caller that had one that I had planned to provide being um, Mel Gibson, but I do have two other ones. What else you got? Those are Charlie Sheen. Eh, he's like a sucker at this point. Like a doomed soul. I can't put it. Yeah, him I know on. he's more like irrelevant now, but um, he's more. Yeah, Mel Gibson soul. was my first choice. Mm hmm. And um, I was thinking potentially Gigi Allen. He's just a straight up criminal. Um, not Goes so along with being wad. a wad, but let's put John Cleese on the wad list, please. John Cleese. John Cleese. Third quadrant, please, for John Cleese. Any of these people who just won't stop talking about woke stuff? At what point? At what point do you think we don't know? Like, every comedian now thinks for them to have done, for them to be a, a, a comedian in 2023, they think that it is an as a mandatory obligation for them to alert everyone on how they feel about woke issues and trans issues, or they can't do their job? Shut up. Go away. Not your business. Truly not your business. Let people be. What's wrong with you? Totally. Hey, Tom, um, before I go, I did want to just mention, too, um, I had forgotten to say it last time, but I had purchased your, your book, uh, It Never Ends, upon its year of release. You mean the national and, bestseller, uh, really It Never Ends? It. The national bestseller, It Never Ends? The national bestseller that is never ends. Yes. Um, fabulous book. And uh, I have recommended it as a read. Um, so well done there. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, I will say if anybody does, it never ends for their book club. I'll appear at your book club. I'll zoom in at your book club. Anybody wants to do it never ends at your book club. You let me know. I'll I'll be a part. I'll do I'll answer questions for the book club. All right, Derek. Thanks, buddy. Bye bye. Back to the phones. Back to the phones. Hello, Best Show. How are we doing? Hey, Tom. This is uh Tony from Ringgold, Georgia. Tony from where now? Uh, Ringgold, Georgia. Ringgold, Georgia. Where's Ringgold around? Is that around? Like, it's right near Chattanooga, like North Georgia. Chattanooga, Georgia. Tony. Tony. Did we lose Tony? Tony! He's gone. 
201-989-0012. Get in on the action. Hello, best show. Hey, Tom. How you doing? It's okay. Jamie in Oklahoma City. Jamie in Oklahoma City. How you doing, Jamie? Not too bad. I've got one for the topic. What do you got? Let's hear it. John Phillips from Mamas and the Papas. Yeah, he's a wad. Second quadrant for John Phillips, please. Papa John. Let's put both Papa Johns next to each other if possible. I think Papa John might be Beautiful on already. If we could put Papa John, if we could get the other Papa John pizza Papa John next to Mamas and Papas Papa John. I think we can do that. <laughs> I love it. That's Andrew. You got all your points back. Oh, thanks. Brett deserves the credit, to be honest, but I appreciate it nonetheless. He's management. He cannot have points. <laughs> can so, I have points? Of course you can, Jamie. Thank you. Five points. Little, Beautiful. Thank little you. Little starter kit. Little point starter kit. <laughs> so, uh, well, you got anybody else for the list? I only wanted to rag on, on John Fault. Maybe Dennis Wilson. Nah, Mike Love represents everything there. That's fair. You that's know. fair enough. Yeah, that's it. I think that's great. Um, anything else you want to say, or am I going to say goodbye to you? I'll say goodbye first. No, I will say goodbye first. No one says goodbye first. I says it. Hello, Best Show. Hello, Best Show. How are you? Welcome to the Best Show. To whom am I speaking? This is Mike from Minneapolis. Hello, Mr. Sharpling. I'm good. I'm good. This is the guy who calls who can't stop laughing. <laughs> so how how's it going tonight? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Man, the, so, par- um, the party I got, you're uh, having. The, the party that's going on between your two ears. You could only imagine. Again, I find you a highly amusing individual. Can I help it if I, I, I find oh. you amusing? You're, you make me laugh. So there. Am I complaining? No, I'm not. I like it. <laughs> so what do you got for us? What do you got for us? Um, well, I, I wrote in I wrote in on the Clint Eastwood thing, so I'm looking forward to that later. But uh, the one I just thought of when people talking, has, has anybody mentioned Dennis Miller? And his pathetic attempt to keep his uh, that that sad little narrative going. I think that is Dennis Miller on the list. If Dennis Miller's not on the list, let's put him on the list. Gotcha. <laughs> but I'm gonna. I love that I got a soundboard going underneath my stupid commentary. <laughs> So anything I get, that's good. You know what? This is what I'm going to say to you, Mike. You're getting a little too comfortable. Yes. You're getting a little too comfortable. No. You need to be on your toes. Get off my phone. Get off my phone. It's a little too cozy. I'm on the soundboard. I'm a big shot. Don't you know who I am? I'm Mike from the best show. Not that Mike. A different Mike. No, 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 no. Don't like it. So anyway, writer strikes over, ends at midnight tonight. What a strike that was, huh? I've been through two of them in my life now. 
First one was 2007, 2008. This one was about 50 days longer than that one. Coming up on five months on this one. The other one was 100 days, I believe. This one was close to 150 days. And what a difference. The Writers Guild, for people who don't know, the previous strike, the Writers Guild, it felt like we lost the second that frickin' strike started. I remember going to the picket line in New York and outside 30 Rock, first day of the strike, and there was a guy with a drum set, and somebody else was dancing around the drum set. I was just like, we lost. We're going to lose this one. Day one, and we already have a dude with a drum set out front and another dude dancing. It's like, we're already off message. This is not good. And everybody's like, oh, the DGA, that's the strong guild. The DGA is a strong one. Well, ho, ho, look how the tables have turned. DGA exposed themselves as the weak guild. The, the, it's just smoke and mirrors over there. But the writer's guild, baby, fought the fight. And SAG joined the fight side by side. Kind of like when Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy now and uh, uh, Macho Man teamed up. Kind of like that. DGA. Kick rocks, baby. I'm in the DGA and I say kick rocks. Shameful, shameful. Shameful, cowardly behavior from the DGA this year. Um, SAG, I'm in SAG. You're going to get, SAG's going to get there. I consider myself a WGA member above all because that's where I live more or less. Um, I'm a writer. Do writing. That's what I do. And it was challenging and it's been very challenging. And a lot of people went through a whole lot of stuff to get to this point. And the thing is, you can't stop now. WGA supports SAG. Everybody support the auto workers. Everybody support the Starbucks workers. There's only one way to change. Everybody sees this thing is trending in one direction. The country is trending in one direction. The planet is trending in one direction. And I ain't talking about... uh the band, the, the, the Harry Styles band. <laughs> That's a good one. Mark that one down. Clip that one, please, Zoe. Clip my One Direction Harry Styles joke. Um, no, really. Things are they, the only shot that we all have is to stick together as as. Uh, citizens and as workers and big difference between the two strikes first strike ah oh, the writers were they're so greedy they want everything they get paid so well and they want even more 
you'll notice you didn't hear nobody saying that this time because people knew these companies taking everybody for a ride. And unlike podcast the ride, it's a ride nobody wants to be on. And that was fun having them in the studio last week. Uh, first of all, SAG after uh, the writer's guild is, is macho man, Randy Savage. W SAG is Hulk Hogan. Thank you. For the love of Christ, they're putting a picture of them up with the things on them. Yeah, really, though, it's it comes down to supporting and taking a stand and everybody did it. Writers stuck to their guns. Um, and. Uh, we got there, though. Now it's time for the other one to 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 uh, get SAG in order. Then we can start making terrible entertainment again. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Let's go to the phones. Busy phones tonight. We got busy phones. Hot phones. And busy phones. The busy phones are also hot phones. The hot phones are also busy phones. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom, what's up? It's Mort in Test Bridge. How's it going tonight? Mort. How are you tonight? I, well, I get it. It, it. Mort is not a usual name. Um, I'm named after my great-grandfather, Mortimer. No, I'm not coming. It's just, it's, it's, I was trying to be welcoming. I really was not, I was not okay. uh, making fun of your name. I promise I wasn't. Okay. I'm actually named after one of the brothers in, uh, in, in that movie. In which movie? You know, the movie that's got the great line in it. The movie that's got the great line in it. I don't know what movie that is. Yeah. Oh, um, Karate Man Blues on the Inside. Wait, what is this? Trading Places. Trading, okay. Yes, Mortimer was yeah. one of the two yeah. old guys. Yeah, my dad loved that film, so. Okay. Well, that's cool. What, 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 to what do hey, you, I, yeah, go ahead. What, I was going to say, what do, what, what, what oh, do I have well, the pleasure of the call, Mort? Well, I was going to ask you if you if you ever have been out here to Test Bridge. I have not made my way out to Test Bridge before. No. Pretty interesting. Um, 
it's kind of off the beating path. Um, you know how if you if you take 251 up to Cabbage Bridge, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. I know where you're talking about. Well, what you do is you would get off at exit uh, 4219, and then you would take 732 towards Stink Bridge. You, you know where that is? I do. I do. 40, so there. 4219 over the, to Stink Bridge way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so you would, you wouldn't go all the way to Stinkbridge, but you hang a right at Murder Bridge Road. And then you would take that until you see that, that giant bloody axe. And then you make a right there. And that's, that's pretty much where we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I got to make my way out there. What, what's, I mean, are there things you like about living in Testbridge? Oh my God. Well, you know, of course the big thing is that this is where pretty much all the product testing for the entire country takes place. It's pretty interesting here. All the product. Wait, really? Yeah. Like yeah. what, what does like, what kind of stuff? Well, all, all the big corporations, Procter and Gamble, McDonald's, uh, Pepsi, Monsanto, they kind of try out all their new, their new ideas here. And it's pretty awesome. Citizens of Testbridge were the first people to experience a lot of, you know, a lot of the most well-known products of our of our lifetime. That's wild. That's really wild. Like what what kind of things? Are there anything that comes to mind? Yeah, like the mock rib, uh, Oreos, uh, lava soap, uh, magic shell, manwich. Uh, Chicken of the Sea, Band Aids, uh, Liquid Plumber, to name just eight. So those are the they they were test marketed there, and that's yeah. that's very interesting. Test that's what test. I didn't yeah. know that's what well, the he, big thing there was. Oh yeah, but the coolest thing about living here is that all the products that didn't make it to market. They all end up in the outlet stores in Testbridge. So we get stuff no one gets. It's really cool. That's really interesting. Like what what are some of those things? Like things that were tested there and then people kind of rejected or didn't like enough for them to make start to put into like mass marketing for the rest of the country. That's what you're saying. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, you have to you didn't have to say it so snippy. I'm just trying to. I was just. I know. I was just. I was, I was busting your beat. Sure. No, that's fine. Um, that's very cool. Like, what kind of stuff do you see? Oh. Well, like the um, uh, the the McRabbit sandwich, uh, solid plumber, uh, woman witch, uh, possum of the sea. It, it's interesting that they all kind of sound like wacky packages, don't they? the idea of like possum of the sea. Yeah. That that's, that would, yeah. that would be at home on a wacky package. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Reese's Mises. What is it? Know? What is that one? Well, you know, Reese's pieces sure. or Reese's peanut butter cups. Yep. Same idea, but they're peanut butter cups, but they're shaped like very realistic mice. Uh, and they even have, have fur on them. That's a, well, that, I can that. I can see why that one might not have uh, stuck. 
Yeah. Um, Huggies, pre-soiled diapers, that didn't didn't take off. Yeah, I can see. That's a rough one. Uh, Tide chewing gum. Tide chewing gum. Yeah, yeah. Like the makers of the detergent. Yeah, I guess they, you know, people thought they were it was going to be some sort of treat, but it it it's it tastes like detergent, so it it didn't fly. Yeah, I guess I guess that one wouldn't wouldn't fly. Yeah, so that's what's happening here. Um, I I I got on the phone. I heard just a little bit of what you're talking about. Am I correct that this writer strike is ending tonight? Is that right? It 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 looks like yes. At midnight, it'll be over. Mate, oh, so cool. Um, I did hear that. Um, maybe you could you could answer this. Is it true that one of the concessions that Meredith Steen had to make was that you would only be able to write for shows involving small dogs and Jim Brewer? Uh, that uh, I don't. I don't think that's. I I hope not. I that, this is the first I'm hearing of that. No, I would. I would say no. To, I would think I would have heard about that. If one of the terms okay. of negotiation was my limiting my employment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I um I, I heard it from a very reliable source. Okay, uh, it's news news to me on that one. All right. Okay. All right. Um, hey, um, are you looking forward to this Taylor Swift tour film? Looks pretty, pretty monumental from what I'm hearing. It is amazing how huge she has become in that regard, that the movie, it looks like it's going to have this yeah. enormous opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I heard that she's not only dating, uh, is it Travis Kelsey? Is that his name on the Chiefs? Yes. Yes. Travis Kelsey, the NFL player. I heard, yeah, I heard she's going to be an assistant coach. Did you hear this? Taylor Swift is going to be an assistant coach of the, the, I did not hear that. That's, that's pretty, that's wild. Yeah, It is. I I heard from a very reliable source. I, I don't know, but um, you know how, how she's bonusing all, all these people, these huge amounts, like the truck drivers get like a million bucks or something. It's wild, right? Where she's she's taking care of people, giving them these massive bonuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I heard that she's she's being so nice so that she she can form a, an army of all the people she's been really nice to so she can enslave humanity to do her personal bidding. So you, you, that's what, that's what she's doing with, with her. That's the, that's the purpose behind her generosity. I, I heard that from, from a quite reliable source, but you know, it's interesting. You'd think she'd be content with all the money she makes from those Swiffer mops, right? Um, I don't think that uh, th- that's not her, is it? The Swift, like the Swiffer, the ones. Did she invent the Swiffer? That's what you're saying. I think so. Didn't she? I d- I don't think I don't think she did. Oh, oh wait, no, you're right. I'm thinking of Jennifer Lawrence in that movie Joy. Yes, 
that's that's the movie where she played the creator of the mop that you could ring out. Yes, yeah, bo- both independent, strong white gals. So yeah, I made that. Sure, yeah, I can see how you'd, you'd make that sure. mistake. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it's it's yeah. fascinating. But anyway, the, I I heard. Uh, I heard all this from a very reliable source and, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I don't doubt it, but one thing I, I wanted to ask you about is, um, um, I heard you are show running this new Glengarry Glen Ross sitcom. Is that right? That's, that's not correct. Oh, a Glengarry well, Glen Ross sitcom. I I would, I would love to. Well, I all I heard about it was that um, it's called Day by Day, and it's the story of the family that owns the Chinese restaurant that the salesmen go to for lunch and dinner in in the play. And my understanding, what I heard was it's mainly about the touching, often hilarious situations the Chen family find themselves in. But every now and then, Richard Roma, Shelley Levine, Dave Moss, and George Aaron, I'll come by for some great low main and also an intense screaming session about how John's withholding the good leads from them. Pretty sure. cool idea. It sounds like it's a fun twist on, on a, on a story that we all think we know. That's pretty, that's pretty wild, but yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not associated with it. Uh, I, I heard it from a very reliable source who saw it mentioned in um, Viarity. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that, not that, I mean, look, I, I've, I try to keep some of my work stuff off the air. Um, but that's, a, right. that's, that's a right. new one on me. But, well, they, they said the headline in Biology was, um, Monkman Helms Mugu Mammoth Laugher, which, which seems extremely toned deaf to the point of cancellation. Well, yeah, that's a that's a questionable headline. I, I, yeah, agree, agree. Yeah. Um, hey, um, speaking of gritty drams. Okay. I'm kind of worried about my son. You're worried about your your son. What 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 are you worried about, Martin? Yeah. Well, the, the other day we're on a bike ride, you know, and um, he. he we're riding along and it's going great. And, and, and he turns and he says, Hey dad, you think Maury tells his wife everything? Wait, do you think what, what did your son say? Do you, do you think Maury tells his wife everything? Do you think Maury tell, I don't know what that means. Well, it's, it, it's, it's one of the most iconic film lines of all time. It's, it, it, uh, it, it, it's good fellas. Remember? Oh, Maury, the guy who sells the the two pays the wig salesman. The wig yeah. salesman. Yes. Yeah. So your son asked you, do you think Maury tells his wife everything? Because Maury claimed that he did, right? Is that is that true? I'm I'm not I, I can't remember the arc of Maury yeah. from Goodfellas. Well, the the arc doesn't have anything to do with it, really. I I I know it's the most iconic line in all of film, but Tom, my son's three. That's a little early to be getting deep into uh, fourth tier characters in Goodfellas in a hard R movie. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah. I don't know what's weirder that Skyler has seen Goodfellas or that he can ride an adult bike when he's two nine. That's it. It seems like things might be a little weird over there, Mort. You got You got some yeah, things happening. Yeah, I know it's right, 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 right. Hey, I know there was no topic tonight, but um, I, I have a little fun one I wanted to to touch base with. Okay, I'm always up. Always up for that. Okay. Yeah. Which which famous musician's image and myth would be most altered if you slightly changed their first name? And I'll, I'll give you some examples, okay? Okay. Jim Hendrix. Jim Jimmy Hendrix. Ronald. Jim Hendrix. Like if he was known as if if we never knew of Jimmy Hendrix. Same thing. Same guy. Same everything. But his name's Jim Hendrix. Okay. Um, Louis Reed. Lee Reed. Louis yeah. Reed. Louis. No, that changes it a lot. That that's that's a that's I see what I see what you're saying. Yeah, Rob Dylan. Kind of weird. Like it totally makes a difference, doesn't it? Um. Yeah. It, the I, Rob, Rob Dylan. Yeah, it's hard to picture. Uh, like giving the same weight to some of the things. Right. Now, now you do four. You want me to do four of them? Like that? Yeah, let's yeah. see. Um, let's see. Uh, Jeff Lennon. No, it's got to be a variation on... Their oh, name, I see what like, you're saying. Like okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, like, like um, from Queen, from Queen, it's Fred Mercury. Fred, I see. Look, okay, Mort, Different. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Um, so what if we were doing like, like, uh, like, like, stick with the Beatles, then, uh, Georgie Harrison. Yeah, like right. who? Yeah, like, like Georgie Harris. Yeah, exactly. Jerry and the pacemaker. Yeah. Mickey Jagger. It's like is it a comedy rock band? Yeah. Um Yeah, let's see. Uh Yeah, I mean I I could do uh let's see if we go to uh like uh uh Black Sabbath, Anthony Iommi. Sounds like he he's like a composer, doesn't it? Yes, it sounds like uh, arranged by Anthony Iommi, like very very serious. Um, yeah. Vocalist John John Osborne, yeah, Johnny fo- Osborne, Johnny Osborne, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> listen, you wanted one more. You give me a band, name a yeah, band, yeah, and yeah. I'll I'll come up with one. All right. How about um, let's do um, I think the Who, but the Who doesn't have anything great. Like that'd be Johnny and Twistle. How about um, um, what about? E.T. doesn't really work either. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm thwarting myself here. I don't I know, like this. More, now, how about this the stones? Is, you, already, you already did Mickey Jagger. Did Mickey you, uh, Jagger? Ronald yeah. Wood. Ronald. Ronald Wood. Wood. Funny. Yeah. Ronald <laughs> Wood is a little different. Um, what about like uh, what about like the Clash? If you were to do uh, well, Topper is not like yeah, that's different. Um, Topper, Toppery. Top, yeah, Toppery, Hedden. What about Led uh, Zeppelin? What about Led Zeppelin? If you were to do, uh, if you were to do, uh, Jim oh, Plant. Do them all right now, Jim. Jim Page. Jim Page. Jim Page. Robbie Bob Plant. Bob Plant. Bob Bob Plant. <laughs> or yeah, um, J P Jones. Like if you just uh, just went with J P. And then John, Jonathan Bonham. Yeah, it's all it, it's it's a whole different beast. Changes right? everything. I see exactly what you're going for, Mort. You know, here's one that here's one that that is a rarity. Okay, Edwin Edwin Van Halen sounds believable. It sounds like he Eddie Van Halen played it right. Mm-hmm. Like um like Eddie Vedder like like Eddie Vedder mm-hmm. both those guys only people I can think of where known as they were both named, known as Ed Edward Eddie and they all seem to work right they all sound normal when you when you hear those names right yes none of them sound as odd as the other ones we were doing sound no right hey speaking of um you know Pearl Jam was going to be called. The Pearl Jam Band, my man, at first. Isn't that weird? Wait, that was the name of Pearl Jam was not just Pearl Jam. It was the the Pearl Jam Band. Comma, my man. The Pearl Jam Band, my man. Yeah, really weird, right? That is weird. I've never heard that. Yeah, I guess they they realized that name didn't quite go with that super cool cutoffs over long underwear look I still can't get enough of. Still can't get enough of it, huh? No, no. Yeah, but I, I, I heard about the original name thing from a very reliable source, though. I, I you know, I I don't I don't doubt it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just gotta say, Mort, uh if 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 you don't mind, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but Mm-hmm. You have cited a reliable source uh, for for numerous things tonight. Right. I I would like. Can you tell tell me more about? It seems like it's something you you've gone back to over and over. What what is this reliable source of yours? Oh, it's my cousin Ralph. Your okay. Your how and how does your cousin Ralph know all these things? Well, he's the smartest guy I know. Your cousin Ralph is the smartest guy you know. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's been to Amsterdam. Okay, well, I guess that's that's cool, but I don't know how that lets him know. Yeah, he was. He was what? Oh well, well, he gets around. Um, he, he was in Boom Chicago. Do you know what that is? Boom Chicago. I I've heard of it. What is it exactly? Well, it's like a um, like a comedy 
show that takes place in that, you know, that, that big square in Amsterdam near the American hotel or whatever that is. And uh, basically um, he, he, he was a, he was a member of it until he was asked to leave because as he tells it, the, the other comics weren't edgy enough to get his X rated and violent latrine humor. So he had to leave. Violent latrine humor that I've never heard it put that way. X-rated violent latrine humor. X-rated and violent and violent. X-rated and violent. Yeah, oh yeah. Latrine humor. Yeah. Okay. Strangely yeah. Yeah. formal so he, and uh, and casual at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Ralph's great. He, he's super cool and he's always looking out for me. Um Case in point, I, I inherited 60 large from my aunt Sheila uh-huh. and Ralph was cool enough to, Ralph was cool enough to sell me his amazing one of a kind car. He sold you his car for the, for that. You got left how much? 60 grand. Yeah. Yeah. What, what made the car one of a kind? Well, as he says it, um, it's an 89 Volkswagen rabbit. That is also its own parking space. I, I don't understand what that what that means. Well, I, I kind of don't either, but um, and and I really I really have not tried the self parking thing yet. But that part of it totally makes up for the fact that there's two hundred ninety thousand miles on the car. I mean, it's going to save me a lot in parking fees. Yeah, but it's but that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a car with that many miles on it. Sixty grand for for a Volkswagen Rabbit. That has a coming up on 300,000 miles on it. I don't think you should speak ill uh, of cousin Ralph. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to give it to you to give it to you straight here, Mort. Oh, well, well, look, Ralph's almost 10 months older than me, so I have to defer to him. But you don't, you don't, though. No, I do, though. I do. And in all honesty, I defer to anyone that's older than me. Like I could be, I could be shopping for mother's day cards with Richard Ramirez and I defer to him on which one to buy because he's older. Well, that's just strange. Right? I, I got to just say that's very strange to defer to someone based on nothing more than their age. You know, Tom, truthfully, I, I'm not exactly sure whose son Cousin Ralph is now that I think about it. You're not sure. You're not sure. What are you not sure about? Like how I'm I'm not sure exactly how he's related to me. Oh. Basically, he got in touch. It, he, he got in touch with me after he saw the notice in the Quinn City's questioner about my aunt dying in that very horrific batter butler food truck explosion out by Kern weight oh, raceway. No. Do you remember that? Oh, your aunt was involved in that. I'm so oh. sorry. I am so sorry. Thanks. That was rough. Thank you. It, it was, Oh, I still can't believe they never found her head. Fingers crossed. They do someday. Um, but, uh, yeah. so he reached out after that and he said, Hey, I'm your cousin. Yes. Does any relative yeah, and then one thing let- know about him? Like, does any relative mention? No, no. And, and I've asked a few and 
they've kind of responded like you've been responding to this entire entire uh, conversation about Cousin Ralph. Yeah, it sounds like you're getting taken mm. for a ride by Ralph. You know, Tom, now, now that I'm really mulling this and talking, talking to you about this, I, I'm starting to maybe agree that Cousin Ralph might not have my best interests in mind. Well, that you should protect yourself then, Mort. You know, um, oh boy, six months ago, I, I donated a kidney to Cousin Ralph and, and he ended up selling it. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, no, he, what's weird is he sold it on Reverb, that online music instrument marketplace. That is the, sell, like, how, he sold a, he, he sold a, a body, he sold an organ, a human organ on a site where you, I guess where you sell organs, like not human organs. Right, right. That's very strange. And I it's didn't know weird. that that sounds illegal also, but. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, hey, you know, speaking of weird, yeah, I went to the Newbridge Zoological Gardens and Smash Palace with cousin Ralph, and he got thrown out of there for bringing his own food to feed to the animals. He got thrown out for bringing food in that he was going to feed to the his own food. Well, what food did he bring in? Well, it was a, a huge sack of um, white chocolate whatchamacallitses. Yeah, that's not good for animals. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, they'll probably get diarrhea. Or worse. Cho- cho- chocolate is not good for animals. No, even if it's white chocolate. Even if it's white chocolate, it's not good for animals. Even if it's white oh, chocolate. Oh, no. Wait, what's going on, Mort? Oh, no. What? What is it? Oh, Tom. Yeah? I can almost guarantee you're thinking that Cousin Ralph must be listening to us talk, and he's now on my front lawn hitting some kind of blunt object into his free hand. I, I was wondering if that was the case. Is it not? Um, if you had thought that, you would be flagrantly incorrect. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm incorrect because that sounds that would have been terrible. Um, what I'm looking at is even worse. Oh, it's worse. Oh no! What are you looking at? It's your head. Oh no! You found your aunt's head. Tom, the head must have heard me say its name. I, I don't know if it wants to help or not. Oh, my God. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, the head just spat at me, Tom. Where is it getting its saliva from? I don't know. A human, a decapitated human head from years ago, mind you. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's sick. Oh, my God. Tom, I... I, I I'm. This is too much for me to deal with right now. Okay. Okay. Well, Mort, I respect. I respect you with this, and I. I hope you're okay. And watch out for Ralph. That's all I can say. Thanks. Thanks. I, I'm going to have to hang up and devote my my full attention to the head. Okay. Okay. You please. Please and be careful. Oh. 
Okay, you have a great show, and I'll be dealing with my aunt's head. Of course, and best of luck to you with all your stuff, uh, Mort. Oh, okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Oh, that's... I'll be talking to my aunt's head. Oh, you're talking to your aunt's head, okay. Uh, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. I apologize. Oh, that's a weird one. That's as weird as it gets. Well, we're going to move along. We got a lightning paced show tonight for you. It's a real, I just want to say this as a preface. When it comes to the best show, one of the things we come up light on here is star power. We come up a little light. This is the type of guest we have on the show. We had a guy, not joking, the biggest guest of the year, saw Oppenheimer. Wasn't in Oppenheimer, saw Oppenheimer. Not so hot when it comes to that, but then once in a while. A star falls from the heavens and lands here on a Tuesday night. And we have such a star tonight. Now, get ready. You might want to put your sunglasses on for the, because this is going to get, this is going to get good. And it's going to get a little uh, crazy here. I can also guess because this guy is bonkers and we can welcome him to the best show. Joe Para is here. Joe. Oh my God. How are you? I'm great. Ready to go nuts. How are you doing, Tom? <laughs> I'm very good. I'm very good. It's such a privilege to have you on the show. No, a same. No, it's very nice to be here. Hardly a star in the basement right now. Like you, you're in a basement. Yeah, stars stay above the ground level not in 2023 they don't joe stars can be anywhere you want them to be and i'm looking at one right now um no joe you're known for yeah you had you had your hit show joe para talks with you and then you had you have all the things joe para helps you go down the street all these things you got so many things Joe Perra this, Joe Perra that. I just want to say one thing. Donnie Deutsch himself does not brand as well as a Joe Perra does, for example. It's it's easier to come up with titles when you just put your name in than what you're doing. (laughs) And then say what you're doing. I mean, yeah, I always wanted to make a show title as straightforward as possible. Mm -hmm. And you know, yeah. helps you find the perfect Christmas tree. That's what the show is. It's sure. not anything else. You know what yeah. you're getting. No surprises. Mm-hmm. No twists. I look. I love it. You know, I'm a I'm a super fan of anything Joe Parra no. does. I love it, and I want to say this: <laughs> this guy, Joe Parra. Uh, dot com also he has a special out next week is it next week next friday at 8 p.m on youtube next friday which is october 
31st. No, that's Halloween. Uh, October 6th. Is -hmm. that correct? Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. Coincide with Oktoberfest. To coincide with Oktoberfest. I watched this special today. It's called Slow and Steady. Is that correct? Right. You couldn't fit in uh, Joe Perra moving slow and steady? You couldn't get that in there? But oh, that is better, actually. It's not too late to change Still it. time. Still time. Get uh, who runs YouTube? Who runs YouTube? Oh, John YouTube. I John don't YouTube. Someone get John YouTube on the line. No, I watched this special, and this is, I it was, it's wall-to-wall hilarious. Wall-to-wall hilarious. I've seen you live. This is the ideal thing for a Joe Para fan to see your stand-up. I loved it. I loved it, Joe. Thank you so much, Tom. Now, where did you uh, film such a special? Where would a Joe Para film a special of this caliber? We shot it at the uh, Opera House of Williamsburg. It um, it reopened a, f- a few years ago. I guess it was built in like 1901. It's a full disclaimer is owned and operated by the Catholic Church. Uh, okay. I don't know. Make of it what you will. I didn't set out to film in a Catholic owned property, but this uh, Italian, I think it's built by Italian uh, originally, but it's like really a beautiful space. It's uh, it's like a, a nice room, but uh, kind of like really uh, not uh, over decorative either, just a nice straight room. And it felt um, kind of like, I don't know, it just felt right. And uh, we shot it in June. It's that's a, why. I, that's why. Somebody pointed out that there are a lot of uh, guys wearing shorts in it, and uh, it's not, I don't know. Yeah, but then just tell me, yeah. Who's focusing on that also? Who's it? Who are you? Look, and you also run with a crew. One of these people is weirder than the next. I don't want to say one is weird. This is who he hangs out with. Joe Firestone. Love Joe. Weird as the day is long. Love Joe Firestone. She's the most normal of the crew. Dan Licata. I don't know what this dude's all about. Imagine if somebody decided that their hero was Chris Pontius and George <laughs> Carlin. It's like if Steve, it's, it's imagine somebody worshipped Stephen Wright and Chris Pontius. Then you end up with... Dan Licata, and the mm-hmm. one that takes the cake, this Connor O'Malley. So he's yelling. Ah! Yeah. There's the Gowanus, this river. It's disgusting. Worst water you ever saw in your life. Everybody goes away from it. He goes and gets a towel and flip-flops, and <laughs> he's going for a swim and a camera. He brings a GoPro. So well, you guys. the most. Twisted stuff you could come up with. That's what Connor's up to. Yeah. But the thing is, the two of you, he's always yelling. He's screaming. He's yelling about Starbucks and all that. He's getting mad at uh, the uh, Fast and Furious, whatever it sets him off. <laughs> he, looks, he looks, he sees a thing. 
He would like look around the room. He'd be like, oh, he ate the chair. Oh, he starts yelling about chairs. Yeah. It's but, crazy. But you, you take it easy. Everything is just flows with a Joe Parra. There's not the boat. The boat's not getting rocked. It's smooth sailing. You're such a calming influence. Is he a calming? Are you a calming influence on him? Or does he get you all worked up? Like, how does that work? I don't want to blow up his spot, but he's actually a very wise and level guy about a lot of stuff. I hope that doesn't ruin it. But um, no, I learned a lot from him. And also, uh, yeah, yeah, I've learned a lot from him and how to be a a better person. Which That's m- really not funny to say, but it is true. I could read between the lines. You're a little scared of him. That's fine. We all are. That's it. He That's, forced me to. That, know, that was before. the yeah. That was so as judicious as anything I've ever heard. I've learned a no. lot from him. He's a very nice man. I've learned a lot from him. You're doing everything you can. He's. I saw that you said on the thing. I'm coming over there no. with my wrench. So he did say that he's gonna uh, throw a glass at me next time he sees me if uh, I don't mm-hmm. mention that he's got a new film out on his website Endorphin Port about an improviser who gets politicized. Yeah. Okay. We're we're yeah. gonna talk to. Like, I'll say this in October. Okay. I'm hoping to get Connor O'Malley on and talk all about his website. But you know what? Right now, I'll just say this it might sound blunt. Who cares about Connor O'Malley? Tonight's Joe Perra's night. And I'll say when Connor's on, who cares about Joe Perra? It's Connor's night, as one yes. would do. So you are from Buffalo, oh, wow. New York. You're from Buffalo, right? Yes, that's true. Yeah, I grew up in Buffalo. I never lived anywhere but New York State in my whole life. I just kind of went across as I mm-hmm. got older. Now, Buffalo is near, where's that disgusting plate of everything from? The garbage Rochester. place? Rochester. Rochester. That's that's their thing. Yeah. You had, like, did you grow up? Did you ever eat those garbage plates as a child? No. We were, I mean, had a lot of stuff. A lot of chicken wings. I just had some. Wings and watch the Bills game last week. A lot mm-hmm. of chicken wings and like real thick pizza. People don't. Uh, I wish people would mention Buffalo pizza in the converse pizza conversation because it's it's nice doughy. They kind of throw everything at it. Lots of cheese sauce. It's really, I think, one of the better pizzas. So it's not, it's not like that Chicago pizza, which is basically cake with sauce on it. Yeah. No. And it's not like that weird stuff Joe Firestone's always shoving on everybody, that St. Louis stuff. I We were in it, and she got us a pizza from a St. Louis pizza, and she was so excited. And me and Dan Licata had to pretend that it was good. But after we ate it and Joe wasn't around, we were like, that was that was like a cracker with melted cheddar cheese on it. That's not – that's not <laughs> – I'm sorry. <laughs> I felt so bad. She was so excited. Yes. No, it's St. Louis. Look, I might, I'll might. i say this. Joe Firestone sent me two of those pizzas frozen. From, it probably cost her $300 to like have them shipped in ice to the thing. She sent me two of the pizzas. I like them better than you did, but I was still just like, how do you get here with this? That's why I was wondering just like, 
isn't the isn't the manual for pizza pretty clear? And then somebody in St. Louis is just kind of like, I can't find the instructions. I just uh, what if we put this pro what is it provel on the base and then they put other cheese on top? It's like go get a pizza somewhere else and then just look at it and figure out it's there's three ingredients with pizza. It's the whole point of pizza. It's as simple as it gets. Yeah. It's like, I don't want it to crunch. I know I like there's the New York thin crust pizza. (laughs) So Buffalo. So you would look at like, oh, those places. That's a Rochester thing. Those garbage places. Like you and your family would just be kind of like, yeah, those animals in Rochester eat that kind of like, like I wouldn't give that to a dog. No, my dad is big on stuff like that. We like actually probably made what would be equivalent of a garbage plate growing up for breakfast. He'd get the on the weekends. He'd get the the like the the the, the electric frying pan out and just throw eggs, potato, potatoes, slice mm-hmm. sliced potatoes, sausage, eggs, cheese, and just kind of mix it all up. Yeah, no chili sauce like that, but. Um, they're throwing other a, stuff in there, Joe. They're not just throwing yeah. uh, that. What your dad was making was some sort of like scramble. That's all. Those are all acceptable ingredients: eggs and cheese and potatoes and things. Sure. On yeah, yeah. I guess right. It's a little nasty, but I still yeah. would rather eat a garbage yeah. plate than St. Louis yeah. pizza. I hope I don't get. They got ribs. Why do they even bother with with the with trying to reinvent pizza? Yeah, they should just say we got the ribs. Yeah, we don't. Why? Why we would you get pizza? It. They should might as well just say, "Yeah, we got other yeah. stuff." Don't get the pizza. We got other stuff. No, no, no. They dig in on it. Um, yeah, yeah and then Budweiser. You, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it, Joe. But this is what makes this is why God invented horse races, Joe. There's something for everybody. Everybody picks a different one, and they like different ones. Now. You've got a very look. I'm not gonna. We're not. Look, you. You are Joe Perry. You're a fully formed, three dimensional human being. But you coming to New York, I picture a young Joe Perry coming. The bus door opens. He steps off the hay. The the hay in his mouth. The little, and he's looking up at the big bill. Oh, what these things are so. This this ain't Buffalo, Joe. You ain't in Buffalo no more. You're entering the thing. You got these, and I'll say it. You can't say it. I'll say it. Monsters in comedy, these true villains, evil people. They all congregate in New York as if it's uh, international waters and they're safe. And it's, uh, how does, and you come and you're doing your, like you said, you're gentle, you're calm, you're, you're focused, your thing is very, very it's it's clear and clean and then they're just talking they're basically confessing to crimes they don't realize their stand-up is more of a confessional of uh, like they might as well have a light shining in their face behind a table down at the station that's their act how did you navigate that weird world doing what you do it was um it was tough at times. I was pretty naive. Like my grandmother was like, "Why don't you just?" Uh, 
uh, asked Jimmy Fallon for a job. Like it was that like we had no connection. Sure. Yeah, it was like I had no word idea where to begin but it did (laughs) but i was doing mics and speaking of skank fest i even did some shows at the stand for a while and Mm -hmm. like um yeah it uh people would i don't know when i was able to take it at my own pace they Mm -hmm. saw that especially after uh they were people before me were you know swearing or saying i like to do nasty stuff on dates and stuff like that i could just kind of do a couple jokes at my own pace and it would be a Mm -hmm. change up from the rest of the show and it worked and that's why it worked but yeah i did i did stand up on the subway a couple times and it kind of taught me to how to um really make sure that my jokes were good and tight and like if you're gonna take it yeah yeah great uh yeah if you're gonna take it slow you got to make sure that every joke really works so it kind of helped me tighten up my act and make sure that like i could keep the attention Mm -hmm. of an audience um i'm not a i don't have it all figured out stand-up wise but i think that that by performing at my speed it helped me kind of try to really get decent at joke writing and how to make sure that uh, to put together like a set of like five really good jokes because if you only can tell a joke a minute you got to make sure that they're pretty good yeah now you i get like i give you a ton of credit you did it you stuck your guns you're not now like if you would have given into it you would have been up there yeah i saw this toilet the other day it was disgusting you know like and i saw this lady in a bra you would have been the things you would have been saying that's a good actual premise for me. I should start my new. I saw a woman in a bra one time. <laughs> and I saw incredible. This, I saw Have this you guys. Yeah. I saw this toilet the other day. Also say like stuff like that. Like just, <laughs> and you, know, <laughs> you know why they call the place the stand. The full name for the thing is the stand against the wall and uh, spread your arms and legs. That's what the <laughs> name, the full name of the club. Uh, so I can say yeah. all these things because I'm 3,000 miles away. I'm in L.A. where all these comedians are like, oh, it's so soft in L.A. Yeah, you know what else it is here? It's sunny and warm and nice, too. Sorry, it's not on edge all the time. I lived on the, the Tri-State area my whole life. I'm here now. Let me enjoy some sun for once. Yeah, you look good. You got a nice color going. That's see. Look at that. I'm like the color of uh, uh, a St. Louis pizza. They said crunchy. <laughs> nice and crunchy, yes. And if you poke my skin, you get Provel cheese starts dripping out. <laughs> now, <laughs> you did three seasons of, of the show, three seasons of the Adult Swim show, which mm-hmm. some people felt they wanted more. And I'm sure on some level you wanted more, but on some level, what is your, do you feel on some level it was, it was a, a, a good time to wrap it up or would you really feel like there could have been more and should have been more? There's a lot more stories that I saw happening and an ending as well, which is a shame. I don't feel like there's zero chance we can get back to it, but it was the COVID season was really tiring I think Mm -hmm. everybody involved was tired. And then I feel like we got away with, they gave 
really only the a few really great notes. I feel like we got to make a show and we got away with doing our own thing for three seasons and mm -hmm. on that on a TV budget, it's like incredible that it happened and we were able to do it. So yeah, I feel lucky. And then after it ended, it was fun to go on the road for a year because I hadn't been able to tour in, in a real way ever. Uh, and I think people found the show during pandemic and were uh, wanted something relaxing to watch and funny. And it was nice to like get to meet people after shows and talk with the people who actually saw the show. And yeah. that was really uh, not to be corny, but it was, it was really nice. And also it's so much easier to just show up in a city, drink two beers, mm -hmm. go on stage drink one more and yeah. then not have to worry about everything else that goes into a TV show and just, you know, do a really good show and do a couple of sightseeing things and meet neat people. It was great. It's no, it's, it's a true accomplishment and three seasons was not enough, but getting three seasons of something as singular and special and unique as the show that's that's like a minor miracle now to to get to pull that off and to do it on your own terms and to have it just be the show you wanted and you got to make it that's amazing and the the thing is they can't take that away the show exists forever they can't take no. it away no it's it's very cool they can take they've taken plenty of other shows off hbo max so they could they could but exactly uh, but we made it. I felt after the first season, I'm a little scared of airplanes at times. And I've had some peace. After we finished the, the first season, I was like, well, I did, I did it. I did. I did enough. And mm -hmm. then if the plane goes down today, that's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I, this is what I love about you. He's ready to die. The guy's ready to die is what he's trying to say. I don't want to die. No, he doesn't want I, to. I, That's the difference. But, you don't want to die. No, you want to live forever. But you're ready. I did so. I, I did an uh, expression of what I needed to do. And I got to do it. I feel very lucky for that. Now, right, that's not funny. No, I look, I I think it's that's the stuff that might fly over at the stand. They'd be like, hey, he talked about he wants to be dead now. We love it. Um <laughs> I don't know why I'm zeroing. It's it's not as a, it's also not like those people can't like come to Los Angeles and beat me up. Like not okay. a, it's not a wall around the place. Now, one of the amazing one of the, the episode that I show to people when I want to convince not convince them, just say you got to see this show. You're going to fall in love with it. And the the episode, the Who episode stands as one of the all-time accomplishments, I think, in television. The episode where you fall in love with Baba O'Reilly. You'd never heard it before. What for now that now you can can you can you give us a little bit of the machinations behind the scenes and how do you actually go get the actual song for your show? How did all how did you pull all that off? It almost didn't happen or not in the same way. We were 
they asked for some backup songs in case they couldn't get it. I think they all they had to go all the way up through. I think Townsend's I get some sign off from Townsend's teams, which I don't know how that happened. We didn't. We were pretty naive when we went into it, but we came up with some alternatives. But nothing was the same. Yeah. But the crisis moment was like we had edited the episode, and we sent in a rough cut. And I think that the producer, there was just a confusion that they thought that we were only going to use it seven times. <laughs> but we had edited it because in TV, you have to pay for every use from every time it starts and ends. That's a new use of the song, which I didn't know. So it's not just but, a flat, it's not just a flat purchasing of the song and you use it as much as you will. It's every time it restarts, every time you use it. Right. So that counts as a new use. So like seven uses of the same song, that is a lot. But then I think it was like 12 or somewhere between, it was in the double digits that we used it. And we, because it starts and stops over and over mm -hmm. again. And then we, they said, the producer said, we, uh, the money guy said, uh, we, 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 you know, it'd be double to pay for these extra ones. You guys got to re-edit it. But mm -hmm. then uh, Mike Lazo, who was head of Adult Swim, saw the rough cut, loved it so much, and said, "Fine, we'll uh, we'll 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 spring for the doubling up on the song." And they did it and increased the budget. And that yeah, it was just because yeah, he called and he's like, "It's a." It's a great episode. We'll mm -hmm. make it happen. So it was lucky that he the he saw it, and yeah, it That's almost we yeah, would have been a little different. And I mean, like how? Well, well I'm trying to think. Look, well, well, how much does a song like that even cost in a thing? I I've no. It's a, it's a, the hundreds of thousands of dollars. What is? Like you don't work there anymore. You can say it. They canceled your show. You should be spilling these beans all over the place. I don't want to give the wrong figure. Right. Don't give the wrong. I don't figure. think it was. I think there's a figure of forty thousand okay. dollars. I think it was like twenty thousand dollars for the first seven uses, mm. and then they doubled it, and it became forty thousand dollars. That's actually was, affordable, Joe. That's actually. It sounds like a. If I could use, I might as well just go start. I did. I thought Martin Scorsese was breaking the bank every time he used "Sympathy for the Devil." That's walking think, around money for that guy. I think there's more expensive song. I couldn't believe it. Looking back, that it was that much, and it was like I was gonna propose if they were gonna make us cut it before my call. I was gonna be like, "Well, take it for my salary because it's it's worth it." Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Um, to make that the, the way that it was figured out in the in our edit mm -hmm. but luckily luckily i didn't have to didn't so have I to had... dip into that huge pile no, of money that adult swim was throwing at you no so i was able to buy a used dodge ram instead and just, uh, <laughs> no, I just a used dodge ram that's well look i uh yeah, so that was okay. I don't think anybody cares that I said that. But no, I, it's, I, it's 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 interesting and it's very informative also because it, what you just said, to be honest, is a testament to the spirit of Adult Swim. What what made 
that that uh that channel so so unique and special was that guys like Mike Lazo would make things happen be- for the for the greater good because it just because it was a great episode not because it was affordable right so i, I think, think we all tribute to the guy thanks if you want to talk figures the other um, one of the dumber songs that we paid for there's a scene in the i talk in the episode uh, where i talk the audience back to sleep during a rainstorm mm-hmm. and i joke around and i do like a bad version of amy winehouse's rehab sure and i go it was just like I just screwed up the lyrics a little bit, but I sang it to the tune. Try to make me go and rehab, and I say no, no, and then I kind of continue. We had to pay, I think, like ten thousand dollars to <laughs> sing in the likeness of "Rehab" by Amy Winehouse. That is, that was that was dumb. Yeah, that no, was that's, dumb. that's a weird one. I wouldn't have I would have cut that joke if they made me pay ten thousand dollars. Yeah. You know what this makes me want to do? Write some songs. This sounds like the easiest money in the world. Yeah. All you gotta do is write any song and and your friends put it in the well, you get to put it write it into your the next TV show that you do. Yeah. Then yeah. I I wrote a song once on the show called trying to write some all-purpose song that could be used for anything. It was called, Come On Y'all, It's Time to Have Fun. And and then, I'm not kidding. It was like, come on, y'all, it's time to have fun. Like, And then Google ripped it off for a commercial. It was like, come on, y'all, it's... I am announcing on this show, I said it before, that I was going to sue Google for it. I've been a little sidetracked. I'd like to announce today. It was a, come on, y'all, let's have big fun, is what they said in the Google thing. Somebody just said, they just took it. They said, have big fun. and yeah. Come on, y'all, let's have big fun, which makes no sense, first of all. No. Like, they couldn't have thrown me a little money. Some, I don't know. I wonder, it's, it probably was somebody at an ad agency who's a fan of the show. Of course, that's how they always do I was giving you a paying tribute to you. Isn't that fun? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, pay. yeah, it's fun. Did you get paid? <laughs> that's, they always yeah, do that when, when it's like, like when it's like, oh, no, that was a fun reference, right? Isn't that cool? It's a fun reference. Yeah. You still yeah, got paid. Well, you kept your money. I'm announcing I'm suing Google for $8 billion now. I put them on ice. I gave them a chance. I'm doing Dominion-level lawsuits now. At I, I, Well, isn't, uh, isn't uh, I forget which, did someone in the administration is suing, the, the lawyer, Lena Khan, uh, is suing Google for a monopoly, right? Uh-huh. And you just got to contact Joe Biden at JoeBiden.com and say, I'd like to join the lawsuit. And they'll just tack on a little bit at the end. And she'll say, and then uh, Lena Khan could be like, also, you told, stole Tom Sharpling's song. Thank you. Now, and what is it? Let me write that'll win it. Biden. B- How do you spell it? B-Y-D-E-N. How do you spell his name? 
B- Joe Biden. Joe Biden. B-I or B-Y? Uh, shoot. B-I, I think. B-I, okay. Okay. Now, you've also thrown your hat into this podcast game now. How's that working for you? It's good. I think is uh, I've been working with Ryan Dan, who did the score for my show, and mm-hmm. the original sleep podcast or sleep episode that we did that started the whole Adult Swim thing. Yeah. And it's called Drifting Off with Joe Para, and it's a monthly podcast. It's about a half hour, enough time for somebody to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we've had some cool guest composers like Dan Deacon, Juliana Barwick scored an episode uh, where I talked about uh, 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 my time in Ireland uh, uh, doing while doing shows. And it's at the people say that it works. I hope so. Mm -hmm. I really am. We're pretty slow about putting it out, but Mm -hmm. we want to do like one good quality one a month. And then. Yeah. Look, Joe Perra is not one of these once a week suckers who does three hours, good, bad, or whatever every week. He's like, wham. Joe is like, wham. If you're going to do it, do it right. And I might have to start going to the Joe Perra model. First of all, still managed to get his name in on that podcast, drifting off with Joe Perra. The branding, Perry. this guy, I got to get better. The Wonder Bread doesn't do branding the way this guy does. Christ's sake. Now, I want to ask you, who was your improv teacher, uh, Improv 401 over at uh, UCB? Do you remember who your teacher was? Yeah, Shannon O'Neill. Shannon O'Neill. I'm pretty sure. Okay, and what Best Show producer was in the class with you? Any Best Show producers you were in the class? Oh, he doesn't know. No. Wow. Jason Gore. Right. Oh, God. Oh, Jason. Yes. No, Jason. That was, yes. Well, it was also Brandon Gardner, Joe. Shoot. I'm sorry. How's it going, Jason? (laughs) It's good, Joe. How are you? (laughs) Good, thanks. That is one of the greatest (laughs) moments that has ever happened on the show. I'm I'm sorry. You don't apologize. You apologize for nothing. You're... You, it was a gotcha moment. It was a 60 minutes gotcha moment, and we gotcha, but now we're not gonna get you no more. Um, must, yeah, oh, that's all that's awesome. Do you know who loved that moment, Joe? The other best show producers. That was the best, (laughs) that was the best thing they ever heard. Was you going, I don't know who else is in that class. I owe you one, Jason. Jason, he owes you one. It's okay, it's okay. Joe, it's not okay. He's coming. He's he's gonna come for you, uh, creek in the cave style. If you know what that means, <laughs> you know what he's that gonna means. F- flood my basement. He's gonna <laughs> flood your basement. And look, I well, look. Uh, 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 a question that Jason had. Jason had a great question. He asked me to ask you would be about if if who is if you could collaborate with any dead comedian, who would that be? George Carlton, Carlin, what would it be? Uh, 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 Buster Keaton, perhaps? That'd be pretty wacky. 
I would love to see that guy in a modern. Yes. You imagine. I picture Buster Keaton. We're shooting a movie. Buster Keaton is at the TKTS thing trying to get a ticket and to see. uh, What's he trying to see? The Lion King on Broadway. Right. And then the things are falling and he's dancing. Like the letters, the TKTS letters start falling and they fall around him. Like that would be the updated version. Insane. Yeah. What would they, what would, hey. Hey, there's a picture. Look at that picture. Amazing. Who are those other guys? Look at the guys. What is this? The usual, said, it looks like the, it looks like the community theater production of the usual suspects. Is that, no, that's not Catalito on the end. Is it? A community theater production of the usual suspects. <laughs> Except for, yeah, instead of doing crime, they do improv. They do improv. 14. That would be a pretty good improv thing if someone did a troupe, if everybody was someone from the usual suspects. If any improv yes. troupe is looking for the the new thing, the Harold, the this, the that, do the usual suspects where everybody goes at the lines, the the height lines are behind you on on the improv stage. There's guy Jason. There somebody must have done a like a, a police lineup improv poster, right? Jason, he left. He's oh, that's yeah. it. Um. But could you imagine Buster Keaton in the reboot of the office they're working on? This office Just reboot. Throw that guy into the mix. That would be. I'm going to say they got a winner on their hands with this one. Because the show The Office did not run out of steam eight different times. It did not. The thing everybody forgets about The Office, this is what everybody was saying when The Office is on the air. Oh, my God. What The Office is still on the air. And they'd be just like, the the character, what is the character? Michael Scott. They're just like, they, he's basically like a uh, jigsaw from the Saw movies now in terms of his level of maliciousness and, and, and antisocial behavior. But now the office goes, oh, I love the office. It's so much fun. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And what, if, if making fun of certain stand-up stuff in New York is scares you, you might, I mean, like, you're really poking the hornets. I'm poking the bear poking out the, here. By the, yeah, those actors, the Office Ladies podcast are going to come for you. Look, I was on that podcast. Were you? No, I... But every all the all the, the actors from the office are gonna be outside your house. Yeah. I yeah. hope this office I hope you know the best part's gonna be is if there was any opportunity for me to be even remotely involved in this new reboot of the office is watching me try to figure out how to remove this section from this episode of the show will be the true treat. If you ever want to watch somebody dance, Fred Astaire will not has, did not dance. Buster Keaton did not have his, the physicality that I'm going to have to display 
to remove the section where I complain about the office reboot when suddenly it's just like <laughs> they actually offered me it. And now it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm no, it's good. It, I was wrong. It's good. It's good. So I try to spin that. I could picture this office reboot. Maybe there's a mild mannered office manager in it who bespectacled and it's a little quiet and people got to lean in a little bit to hear him. And then there's like a, why don't we just slide the freaking Joe Para team over to the office? Firestone, Lakata, O'Malley, Para. Then we throw in Big J Okerson, Louis J Gomez, the whole Skanks crew. Get them in. And that's the office. Like, that's one branch. One branch is run by Legion of Skanks. The other branch is run by everybody from Joe Paris show. They merge offices. Oh, when the fireworks begin. Yeah, we're at me, Dan, and and Dan Licata and Charles Gould. We had the 8 p.m. Tuesday slot at the Creek in the Cave when we first started our weekly stand-up show, Dan Joe DVD show. You know mm-hmm. who is the 10 p.m. spot? Who's that? Legion of Skanks. Legion of Skanks. So what was the what was the overlap like on that? The crowd overlap. Definitely a different crowd coming in, but uh yeah, that was wild. That was the beginning of both our show and Legion of Skanks, if you wanna so you'd say interesting. No, look, that's how it could go back. This will be this is great for the DVD commentary. This is the kind of thing we put on yeah. the DVD commentary. But for the office guess, reboot. And then we all ended up on the office. <laughs> and then um, now we're all here. Office 2.0, baby. Did you see? I think Dan, I don't know. It could still work for Dan, but did you see his tweet today? <laughs> About HBO. I did see that he was hoping it would be on yeah. HBO because then you could see breasts, he said. <laughs> I think a good, I like this is a good tweet. <laughs> yes, that is very funny. His stand up, I'd say this, funnily enough, two of my favorite stand ups, Joe Para and Dan Licata. He's so funny. He just, I'll let you tell him, him tell you about his special, but he went to shot, shoot it in Buffalo mm-hmm. not too long ago. That is really outrageous. I think you're going to. I'm, I've only seen a couple photos, but it's got one of the most weird premises for a stand-up special yeah. I've ever. I heard about the premise. It's oh, you going didn't? to be nuts. Yes, it's I don't want to be nuts. Spoil it. It's his it's his like, to spoil. It's that his stand spoil. before. Yeah, he got a before he got a girlfriend and then a wife that made him trim that that beard. That beard is a. Uh, that's a. Uh, I'm uh, going home alone kind of beard. Yeah, that's so strange. That's when I a, live with them, just imagine that those treatments being all, what, all over the sink. Yeah. What was that sink like? It was a little hairy. <laughs> <laughs> when, it was okay. Now, it was worth it. It's worth it. And look, I, I, look, I know I'm, we're playing around. I do just want to say in full cowardly Don Rickles mode when I just try to like 
be very nice in the final 60 seconds after he would eviscerate everybody then he does his speech where he'd be like we're all be i will rogers never made fun of little people and tonight each and every one of you is a big big person like he would do these things just like hey you were just destroying all of us for our looks our ethnicity every, like and look i love don rickles but it just it was always it was always this amazing kind of like zag that he would do to to buy himself a, a pass um so you, he didn't get beat up in the casino afterwards um joe the this the i love the show so much i got i got to hear early stuff with the series there and somebody just put up a, a oh, shot tom, of him. tom yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. This this is Pat here. And hey, Joe, this is Pat Byrne. Hey, um, how you doing, Pat? I'm good. I can't wait for your special. Uh, what's on the screen right now is, um, Joe, you, you mentioned, was there an improv group with uh, the police lineup? This is my old uh, sketch team from the People's Improv Theater. That's me on the left, the far left. And we uh, did this police Against uh, the police lineup. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, that was us. Wow. Uh, yeah, so there you go. There it is. And how many that, people there's the payoff? How many people were in this sketch? Pat, there's 15 it was, people. It was way too many. It was so hard to get anything up and it was impossible to even anytime we took a group photo, somebody left the team and then we had <laughs> to do another yeah. group photo. There's less people on Saturday Night Live. It was <laughs> it, it was so wrong on many levels. Yeah, it was bad. National scandal. Hey everybody, we're National Scandal and we're here it. There's nothing that makes me want to barf more and give me the the chills when an improv troupe runs out on that stage with all that energy. Nothing. Flashbacks. There is nothing I dislike more than that moment when everybody runs out and they're ready to go and they're just clapping. Woo. We're going to, Oh, look out for you. Don't know what's coming everybody. And they're trying to like tell them they're basically, they're doing the equivalent of, of Mark Wahlberg and boogie nights, psyching himself up in a mirror. They're trying to convince all of us that they, this is going to be the great, but they have doubts too. They are, they are as, as confused and terrified as the audience may be. Everybody on that stage is 10 times more confused and terrified because they know if this don't go right, everybody's going to be like, why were they so energetic and, and happy and proud of what this was going to be? It's not good. And I'm not saying national scandal wasn't good. One of my all time favorite improv <laughs> troops. I could name everybody, all 15 of you. I could name all of you with my eyes closed. Um, they were very innovative. They had um, they had a bunch of well, a few people would be doing scenes in the foreground. They had they were the first team to do like have like full background actors walking through the scenes <laughs> and doing little buying ice cream in the background at all times. It's kind of like a Robert Altman movie. You can kind of fade in and fade out. Pick which scene you want to focus on and. Which one you don't? And of course, Bridge and Bridger Tunnel, and tunnel. Oh, classic yeah. group. <laughs> making out the audience, making them look up at the beginning of every show. 
I like Bridge and Tunnel. Yeah, I like them. We're not in front of a lineup thing. That is that's backstage at the pit. <laughs> yeah. The greatest theater known yeah. to man. The one thing I liked about the pit was uh that the seats were at a uh hundred fifty degree <laughs> angle. Somehow you were yeah. You almost, if you leaned forward, you could fall down. It would be like it would be like falling off of looking over the edge of a building and falling. Those, yeah. it was, it was cathedral. Seats. It was like, yeah, I don't know what the, yeah. By all means, let's uh, let's make this theater is. That's what you want to know. Everybody's gonna laugh and have a good time if they're worried about falling. But Joe, to get back to what I was saying, you, the series, Joe Parrot Talks With You, it's a true monumental achievement. I loved it. I was so happy to see you get to do what you do, and you brought the funniest people with you to do it, and you did it. You might have wanted more from it. Three seasons, man, nobody can take that away. They will stand the test of time. And the new special, Slow and Steady, is the stand-up version. If you like the show, you're going to love the special. And it's on YouTube next Friday, October 6th. You can see Joe Para, Slow and Steady, a full hour of stand-up. It's just, it's so funny, and I'm so happy that you're that you're doing everything you're doing and and I'm and I'm I'm proud of you Joe you did it that means a lot Tom thank we you we did much. it Joe remember that moment we did it Joe we did, when we did it when Kamala <laughs> Harris great. said we did it Joe and she was talking about slow and steady on YouTube October 6th someone cut that together please that's what Dan looks like without the beard if you go all the way to the left look He's a normal guy. Which 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 one is he in the picture? The far left? Yeah. Yeah, he still has a full beard. I want to see him with no beard. That's what I want. I want the no beard Lakata. Maybe well, you could ask him to do that when uh when he I, yeah. 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 Live beard trim. Yeah. But Joe, thank you for taking the time to come on. The special is amazing. Everybody's going to love it. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. There. I'll make it out to LA. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Jason, Pat, Andrew, Mike. Everybody. Look, T knows Thank everybody. You, okay. Love you, Joe. All right. Love you, guys. Thanks, buddy. Right. I'm going to play a record now. A record. A song. And then we're going to, uh, we'll get back to it. We'll do the list. Uh, we'll do more of the WADS list. And then we will do. Chair Eastwood, the Clint Eastwood response show. Let's play something from our friend, Nikki Thorburn. Nick Thorburn's on the road right now. He's on the road. Islands, they're coming to your town. They're coming to Los Angeles in a couple weeks. Cannot wait. The new album rules. We're going to listen to. I Look, I love so much of this album. I'm playing, I'm going with the second song, and all you can do is laugh. Islands.
Oh, it's Islands. Islands. And all you can do is laugh. The album, Islands album number nine. And that's why Dolphins Lost Their Legs is out now. And Nick and Islands are on tour now. See them if and when they come to your city. Don't miss it. And if you see Nick afterwards, you tell him that Tom said, uh, what's going on? And say it just like that to him. So there's a few things we need to talk about now. We have the... Oh, I want to tell everybody about... I got to go see this Neil Young show at the Roxy in Los Angeles. Now, people say, ooh, what's the Roxy? Well, it holds... It's in the worst area of Earth... West Hollywood, not West Hollywood, no, just that strip. I like West Hollywood. I don't like that one block. Imagine, imagine if you lived in the Entourage opening credits, that you were stuck in some sort of Groundhog Day type loop and could not break free of the opening credits of Entourage. That's where the Roxy is. And I believe it might have said like uh Adrian Grenier in like the Roxy's logo or something. Nobody talking about no Entourage 2 movie, you notice that? All the questions were not answered. We're all sitting on pins and needles, waiting for another Entourage movie. So, Neil Young, the Roxy holds 500 people. That's much smaller than what Neil Young would play to. I saw him earlier at the Greek. Two shows he did the Greek, sold them out in five seconds. It's 500 people. They do a charity thing. It's Neil Young and Crazy Horse playing at the Roxy. There's a lottery for tickets. You got to sign up to even have the opportunity to buy one of these tickets for charity. And I signs up. Multiple friends, they signs up. Thank God. In fact, I'll even say thank Christ. We can thank Christ on a day like today, right? He has risen. Do not forget. He has risen. Um, the word and the way. Um, Nicole Lawrence. My friend, Nicole Lawrence, guitar superstar, pedal steel wizard, Nicole Lawrence, signs up also. Then I get a text from Nicole. Did you hear from uh, the Neil Young thing? I was like, no. So, well, I did. Thank God she let me buy the second ticket for this thing. This is Neil Young. It, it, look, this is the guy. When I was 10, I fell on. I, I was at a flea market in New Jersey, Route 18. Everybody knows East Brunswick. You know which one I'm talking about. It's now a Sam's Club. I'm walking around this flea market. I see a pair of 3D glasses on the ground and the little record kiosk. And what do the 3D glasses say on the side? Russ never sleeps. Neil Young. Oh, I know who this guy is. I hear him on the radio. I like 
I think I like this guy. 10. I was very precocious. I could read when I was 14. Not bragging, but I could. I had most of the letters down by the time I was 14. Um, so I see this. And I buy the I buy the 3D glasses. And I get Russ Never Sleeps either that day or shortly thereafter. Then I'm on board for the rest of my life. This is my guy. Everybody, oh, Bob Dylan's my hero. Well, Neil Young's my Bob Dylan. Imagine if Bob Dylan could play guitar. That's what Neil Young is, right? Imagine if Neil Bob Dylan was weird and he's, that's mine. It makes sense to me. Now, this freaking show this is where I want to be. We get the ticket. Then all of a sudden they say, ooh, you got to have a COVID test to get in. But I just want to say this. You could drive, kind of drive a truck through the logic on their COVID test. This is what they said. Imagine this. You get the drawing and you can buy one of these special Neil Young tickets. Then you get told you need to take a COVID test. But they say, but you can take one at home and take a picture of, of it. And put your driver's license next to it in the picture. Well, there's no workaround with that, is there? There's no way on earth anybody would be like, hey, I got COVID. I'm not going to see the show. There must have been so much COVID in that room. So I passed the COVID test. Negative. And I also came up with a great prank. Simplest prank in the world. I almost did it to Dudio tonight. I almost did it to Dudio. This is the simplest prank ever. And it's the greatest prank I've ever thought of. Take a COVID test, a negative COVID test, draw a second line on there, leave it on a counter at work, leave it in a bathroom. Like somebody goes into the stall at the office and they see sitting there a positive COVID test. Greatest prank. Imagine that. I almost did it to Jason. I was this close to doing it. And I said, I'm not going to prank him. He's on, he's, he's, he's my guy. Band of brothers. You don't do that. You don't prank each other. He also would have beaten me to death with a tire iron when I told him it was a prank. Tensions are running high on the best show. There it is right there. Just leave that out. Imagine that was out. And if bonus points, if you have like the box for the testing, like just out as if like you just took the test and the swab is sitting there. Bonus points for that. I didn't do it. So now they're like, you got to go to the Roxy and get your ticket. And then we do a temperature check. I was worried. There's a picture of the Roxy. Um, I was so worried about this stupid temperature check. I'm like, I'm, I'm like thinking cosmically, this is what's going to happen to me. I'm going to get there. I'm. 
so close to walking through the door of this thing, and then I fail the temperature check. Everybody's in line. They have a little little temperature gun. Everybody's stepping up to it, and it goes, next person, next person, I step up. I swear to God, it goes, and I go, this is the universe. God is literally punishing me right now. Guy goes, okay, let's uh, do that again. Because uh, let me try your wrist. Let me get a new gun up to the forehead. Wrist again. Third gun he gets. He gets a third gun. And meanwhile, there's people at the other, the other person is still testing people. They're getting swept through. Finally, I say to the guy, I swear to you, I'm not sick. Tries one more time. It's saying error on the thing too. That's an error. How could there be an error? It's a temperature. I don't have a temperature. And then the guy just goes, eh, just go. I want to thank that guy. Thank you. And all I hear in my worst, my worst nightmares, I hear. I heard none other than Michael DeBar through a temper tantrum when he found out you needed a COVID test to get into the Roxy and stomped literally away from the Roxy into traffic on Sunset Boulevard. So then we're in line waiting to get in two, two hours outside the venue doors finally open. We are run up to the front. There's no, there's literally I'm, Four feet from the stage. I don't, can't even process this. The curtain is down. Then, after two hours, the curtain goes up. And also had the, 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 the privilege, that's right. Eric Edelstein was there. Met him a couple times. Great guy, great actor. What a true champ. Helped pass the time. Because it basically was four hours of waiting before the show. Being in some version of a line for four hours. He's a great guy. I'll, I'll have him on at some point. Then, curtain goes up. Tonight's the night. They play Tonight's the Night. They play the whole album, Tonight's the Night, one of my all-time favorite albums. And no, the, the word was out, because they did it. This is the second of two nights that they were playing these albums. They played Tonight's the Night, and everybody knows this is nowhere in, in, in their entirety, back to back. 
some funny. This was next level funny. Because you realize when they're playing the album in order, if you know the album, you know the next song. Some guy yells out before they play the song, Mellow My Mind. He goes, Mellow My Mind! As if he hit the lottery with his song getting played. No, you just know what song is next on the album. So then... Can we put the air on in here for a second, please? Sure. Thank you. I need like a little switch here for that stuff, right? I want to switch air, lights, all of it. I want to control everything. None of the idiots were there. Every Neil Young show I go to has idiots at it. I didn't get to ask Joe Perra about the mutants in his audience. Boy, he's got a weird audience. You watch that special. He does a couple audience question things. No offense, Joe. You got a dumb audience. Those are some grade A stupid people. Which is good because then you could take them for a ride, right? You rip them off. Um, He's playing, and he's in a good mood. Neil Young's in a good mood. Look, just put a picture on. That's how close I was to Neil Young. I couldn't believe it. He's standing right in front of me. Willie Nelson's kid, Micah Nelson, playing guitar. Nils Lofgren was there. I'm saying this. I know I was beyond fortunate uh, to get to go to this show. This is a life, a, a great life event that you don't get to do all the time, if ever. I was lucky enough, whatever you want to call it, blessed enough to get to go to the show. I am eternally appreciative of of it. And at the risk of sounding corny, it was a life-changing event to see this because now I got to see my hero that close. And hero, look, I know hero. Some would say hero ain't nothing but a sandwich. Not in my book. I got heroes. Here are my heroes. Neil Young. Who else? Robert Loja. Jason, who else is a hero of mine? Steve Coogan? Steve Coogan. Not a hero. Oh, okay. I, I, I think he's he's, a, he's an all-time great. I'm talking about people where you can't even figure out how they do the thing. Steve Coogan, we know how he does the thing. It's at the highest level. It's where the, there's a sense of mystery that you're touched by the hand of God. Um, Pat, who's my hero? Um, I have one on, but it might cross that same level. PTA, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Still not a hero. I still can relate to it. Is he better Kubrick? than me? Is he better than me? Kubrick? No, I don't. I Stanley Kubrick. Martin Short. Martin Short. Sure, that's getting closer to hero level. Yeah. Look, maybe I ain't got no heroes other than Neil Young. 
Mike, any heroes you can think of I have? Well, I, I thought of it, but then somebody mentioned it in the chat. Lou Reed? Lou Reed's up there. Probably like... Guys from Can. The guys from Can. Yeah, and a lady. And what's that? And a lady. And the lady from Can. <laughs> I went to Bigfoot Lodge last night to do karaoke. And everybody knows my love of my Can Future Days shirt. And I saw someone wearing the same shirt. Can. Two Can shirts out in the wild. When's that ever happen? Don Rickles. Yeah. I still know. Robert Altman would be a hero. I don't know how he d did what he did. David Letterman. David Letterman, not a hero. Oh. Not a hero. Um, Ronald McDonald. Not a hero. This is a whole episode. Mark this down. Tom's Heroes. <laughs> I already wrote it down. You did. Thank yes. you. Opie. Opie, yes. Anthony, not so much. <laughs> Legion of Skanks, J Dave Smith, of course, hero. Big J. Okerson, not a hero. Louis J. Gomez, hero. Um, Jim Morrison. It's not my hero. I was a nitwit. I'm going to say something. This might seem a little edgy. So get ready, because I'm going to go there with this one. You know, he says he was possessed by the spirit of a Native American who died on the highway when he was a kid. That might have been a pretty stupid Native American guy. There's possible. There's there's stupid people of all everything's. He happened to get a nitwit in uh, inhabited him as a spirit. Is that fair, Jason? I don't. I don't know. I I don't think he was possessed by or inhabited by anything. I just think he was a dork. He was a dork. He went to high school with my, one of my best friends' dads in Virginia. Uh -huh. And he said that everybody just disliked him, that he was a complete poser and a dork. So that was from high school. So before in the doors. School. Yeah. I mean, if you're already at that level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ghosts can be dummies. Thank you. That's somebody just said dummy ghosts. Ghosts can be dummies. Um, All right. Thanks. Nardwar, not a hero. A peer who with high regard. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer? That was a joke. I just threw that in there. You're on probation for that one. <laughs> no, it was an amazing event. I got to see this thing. I, I really felt it was very special. Now, let's go to the, the, the Clint Eastwood thing. I said last week I wanted to do one-act plays with Clint Eastwood performing one side of it during the 2012 Republican National Convention, and I would do the other side, and listeners would write the 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 uh, the dialogue for the chair. So, what are we watching now? We're going to watch Clint Eastwood. And look, I know it. Know what you're saying? Best show, always hot on these things. 
11 years ago, a pre-Donald Trump Republican National Convention, this is what we're doing. Yeah, it is. All right, let's watch this, please. Now, now it's Clint Eastwood. Save a little for Mitt. Because he's talking about Mitt Romney. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what's a movie tradesman doing? uh, Movie tradesman. Left wingers out there, left of Lenin. (laughs) At least that's what people think, but that's not really the case. There's a lot of conservative people, a lot of moderate people, Republicans, Democrats in in, uh, Hollywood. It's just that conservative people, by the nature of the word itself, are play a little more close to the vest. They don't go around a hot dog in it. So, uh, yeah, hold on, hit pause, please. If only, yeah, you know how those conservatives aren't hot dogging it, they just keep to themselves, they don't try to force anything on anybody. That's hot dogging it, hot dogging it. Man, this dude is this is from 13. No, I'm not good at math, I never said it was 11 years ago. If I had to guess how old he was here, it'd say. 105 and he's still with us he still makes a movie every year all right please play it but but they're there believe me they're there and uh and i i just uh i think that in fact there's some of them around town i saw john voight there's a lot of uh, people around here in town. John Voight. John Zier, Academy Award winner. Yeah. Uh, terrific guy. And these people are all like-minded, like all of us. Yeah. Clint Eastwood and John Voight. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that uh, think tank. <laughs> these two. All right. Can play more, please? Uh, Tom, we're actually ready for This is where the scripts pick up. Ah, this is where the scripts start. Should I do, what do I do here? Yeah, if you want to start with, we've got three scripts there uh, and the names of the people that submitted them. Uh, okay. So we can start with uh, script one. Uh, you just let us know when you're ready. Okay, so am I supposed to read this introduction here? At the 2012 RNC, Clint Eastwood talked to a chair. Tonight, over 10 years later, The chair finally talks back. Last week, I asked you to write scripts for what the... I I feel like Donald Trump doing a speech now where he says the thing and he goes, that's true, actually. That's very true. Like when he's saying, I want to let everybody know this is a a crucial time. That's actually very true. Um, Last week, I asked you to write scripts for what the chair would say in response to Clint Eastwood. I asked you to name the chair Keith. Otherwise, it was up to you. Thank you to everyone who sent us scripts. We've got three we're going to perform for you tonight. Let's start with the Clint Eastwood. Okay, we did. Okay. We played the clip. Script number one is by Robert Kajowski. Okay. So now I'm playing. You're playing the chair. We're going to start Clint Eastwood again, and then um, and then we'll cue, you know, we'll stop it, and then you'll read the chair's line. Yeah, it's because, again, for context, he brought a chair out. He went he went rogue and brought a chair out 
and bombed so hard with this one man performance versus a chair that ostensibly contained that Barack Obama was sitting in. Okay, here we go. Uh, so I've got, um, I've got Mr. Obama sitting here. The, um, uh, the Florida heat getting you there, buddy. You're talking to Keith. I can spell it out for you, but wait, I'm a chair. And he's, uh, I, I just was going to ask him a couple questions. Well, does it look like I have a choice? So, Mr. President, how do you, uh, how do you handle, uh, uh, how do you handle promises that you made when you were running for election? And how do you handle, uh, how do you handle it? I mean, what do you say to people? I hope you all roast. Or do you, uh, do you just, uh, you know, I know people, uh, people were wondering, you don't, you don't have it. Okay. Well, I know even some of the people. You're a paper tiger. In your own party, we're very disappointed when you didn't close Gitmo. Oh, the Oscars weren't enough. You got to try for the Tony as well. People aren't buying it, Clint. They're entertaining you because they have to. I thought, uh, well, I think get closing Gitmo, why close that? We've spent so much money on it. Need a glass of shut the F up? Uh, but uh, I thought maybe it's an excuse. Uh, oh, you, what do you mean shut up? You endorsing CBD use makes more sense than this. Okay. Sure just, I thought it was just because somebody had a stupid idea of trying uh, terrorists in downtown New York City. Maybe play something new, you coward. I've got to, I've got to hand it to you. I've, I've got to give credit where credit's due. You did overrule that finally, and uh, uh, that's so. Now we're moving onward. If only that were true. And I know in, in the, uh, I know you were against uh, the war in Iraq, and that, that's okay. Uh, but you thought the war in Afghanistan was was uh, okay. You know, I mean, you thought that was something that was worth doing. So did Bill Engvall bow out at the last moment? We didn't check with the Russians to see how they did there for the 10 years. Oh, you got them eating out of your hand, Clint. But, but it... Uh, we, we did it, and uh, it, it was, um, it, you know, it, it's, uh, it's something to, uh, to be thought about. And I think that, uh, that when we get to uh, uh, maybe, uh, I think you mentioned something about having a target date for bringing everybody home. And you give that target get, get, uh, date, and, uh, and I think uh, Mr. Romney asked the only sensible question, and he says, why are you giving the date out now? Why don't you just bring them home tomorrow morning? So do angry white people politics naturally... Oh, see, why do people have to put... This is where the audience gets their little jollies. When I ask for these scripts, they write weird... Do angry white people politics naturally get you uh, aroused, or do you take pills for that? And, uh, I thought, I, I thought, yeah. There's a. I, I'm not going to shut up. It's my turn. 
Does your diaper need changing? And again, I didn't write these. That's ageist. We got. We're gonna have. uh, We're gonna have to have a a little chat about that. Broski, please go fall off the Iger next time. And uh, I, I just wondered these all these promises, and then I, I wondered about, uh, uh, you know, when, when. they're laughing more at you than with you. I promise you. The, uh, what? What do you want me to tell Romney? Well, real talk. Tell him he's a cuck. I can't tell him to do that. I can't do that to himself. Cuck. You're, you're crazy. You're, you're absolutely crazy. That's a, you're getting as bad as Biden. Of course, we all know Biden is. A- you shut the f up too. This isn't WrestleMania. On the other hand, Biden is the intellect of the Democratic Party. So we have just a kind of a kind of a grin with a body behind it you know says the half melted wax figure of himself thank you to robert for that script let's skip to the third one for time skip to the third one for time all right it's very funny robert i give you a, a lot of credit for that all right here we go and the rambling he does here holy moly they were so excited that they got Clint Eastwood to show up at this thing. And then they were like, what do we do? We got Clint Eastwood. He's, he's doing what famous people do. They think everything they come up with is good. Here we go. Questions. So, Mr. President, how do you, uh, how do you handle, uh, how do you handle promises that you made when you were running for election? And how do you handle it? Uh, how do you handle it? I mean, what do you say to people? Do you uh, do you just uh, you know? I know people uh, people were wondering. You don't you don't have it, okay? Well, I know even some of the people in your own party were very disappointed when you didn't close Gitmo. And I- wait, I missed the handle. What? I'm a chair. You think I'm who now? The president? Of the United States? My name is Keith. I thought, uh, well, I think get closing Gitmo, why close that? We've spent so much money on it. Uh, but uh, I thought maybe it's an excuse. Well, I know a little bit about Guantanamo. I have a buddy there who's a table in the interrogation room. All I can say is I wish you were shut up inside Gitmo right now. What do you mean shut up? Locked up. Incarcerated for your own safety. I, okay. It just, I thought it was just because somebody had a stupid idea of trying uh, terrorists in downtown New York City. Maybe that would be. I've got to hand it to you. I've, I've got to give credit where credit's due. You did overrule that finally. And uh, uh, that's so now we're moving onward. And I know in in the uh, I know you were against uh, the war in Iraq and that's okay. 
Uh, but you thought the war in Afghanistan was, was uh, okay. You know, I mean, you thought that was something that was worth doing. We didn't check with the Russians to see how they did there for the 10 years. Wait, he still thinks I'm the freaking president? I'm an inanimate object. I have no opinions about Iraq or Afghanistan. And who would be stupid enough to take advice from the Russians? Although the 12 chairs was pretty good. <laughs> but, but it, uh, we, we did it. And uh, it, it was, um, it, you know, it, it's, uh, it's something to, uh, to be thought about. And I think that, uh, that when we get to uh, uh, maybe, uh, I think you mentioned something about having a target date for bringing everybody home. And you give that target date, and, uh, and I think uh, Mr. Romney asked the only sensible question. And he says, why are you giving the date out now? Why don't you just bring them home tomorrow morning? And uh, I, thought, I thought, yeah, there's a... Yep. Shut up in Guantanamo. I, I'm not going to shut up. It's my turn. Hey, go to town, old man. So anyway, we got, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have to have a, a little chat about that. And then uh, I, I just wondered these, all these promises. And then I, I wondered about, uh, uh, you know, when, oh, when uh, oh my God, wait till they, wait till I do a line actually stopping for editing points. My God, wait till I tell my friend Cherry from Pee Wee's Playhouse about this. She is not going to believe it. Again, I'm a chair. The, uh, what? What do you want me to tell Romney? I can't tell him to do that. that can't do that to himself. You're, you're crazy. You're, you're absolutely crazy. You're getting as bad as Biden. Well, you should know from crazy, dude. I seem to remember you hanging out with an orangutan back in the day. And you also scratch your head like an orangutan. Of course, we all know Biden is the the intellect of the uh, Democratic Party. So So what we're going to do... Just a kind of a a grin with a body behind it. What we're going to do, we'll cut this together... We'll cut but, those uh, together so that they can be properly presented as if it's a, a, a one. It's like Frost Nixon. And thank you to the listeners. How much we got a bunch of these sent in. Yeah, we got several sent in. Thank you to everyone who submitted. Um, yeah, they were a lot. They were a lot of fun. Well, we'll put it together and we'll do that and put it on the. Uh, put it up on the website. Now, Brett. Boehm, thank you for putting that together. I'm excited. I have a, a guest in the studio came by to say hi. This is Anya. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. Now, you, we met at the podcast land. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Headgum. Headgum. Mm-hmm. And they do podcasts over there. We do. They do. They do. Oh, they do. <laughs> that they are already breaking from the ranks. <laughs> we do. Okay. They're the enemy, right? 
here. Here? It's it's like a rival enemy coming. It's a playful rivalry, (laughs) right? I think it's fun. What are we going to hate? You know the real villains in podcasting are. I know. It's not. They're not here or there. They're not here or there. That's the truth. We're like the heroes of podcasting. (laughs) Yeah. For your list. Still keeping, thank you, still (laughs) keeping the flame alive and away from, oh. Oh, yeah. I just got a note. What's that? You got noted. Yeah. Yes. Um, we've been working on this list for three weeks now of these wads, right? These mm-hmm. wads. We're trying to finish this thing. It's a hundred of them. And I'm trying to figure out. I just got to close this list out. Who should <laughs> make this wads list on you? Who makes the wads list? I've been listening. You guys have a lot of good ones mm-hmm. already. Yeah. I don't know what the latest is because you added some more today. Well, just throw some out that come to mind. If they're not, if they're on there, I'll tell you. What's that? I would put Clint Eastwood on. Clint for that. Eastwood. Oh, Clint Eastwood, fourth quadrant, please. <laughs> Somebody put Chevy Chase. Yes, Chevy Chase can make it. A lot of a lot of men, I have to say. The list is pretty guy heavy. Yeah. That's not looking good for you guys. I'm looking at the... Oh, here guys. we go. They ain't my guys. I just mean for for the, for, for for men. the, for the gender. Yeah. yeah. Let's this see. is good. It's a pretty good list. Um, Gall- Gallagher. Well, Gallagher. He he is dead. And oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yes. Rest in power, Gallagher. <laughs> Although he wasn't good, right? No, he was awful. Yeah. Gallagher, too, is still alive. Gallagher 2 can make the list. Put Gallagher 2 in the 90s, please. Is Newt Gingrich on there? I think we have all politicians because I want that to just be a. Oh, that a, is actually fair. Kind of like because then the list would just be politicians. I like that PJ from Astoria, a caller from earlier tonight, <laughs> made the list. I heard that. Poor guy. <laughs> People are pushing for Billy Corgan. I'm also pushing for Billy Corgan. Put Billy Corgan on the list because you yeah. had a run in with him, didn't you, Jason? I did. I did in 94. I snuck backstage at a <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins show in Salem, Virginia. And uh, everyone was really nice. Like Darcy and James and Jimmy were so nice to me. And I go up to Billy Corgan and say, hey, so how's the tour going so far? Just, you know, small talk. And he looks me up and down and says, Go F yourself. <laughs> Billy Corgan does not make the list now. No, I'm kidding. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course he yeah. makes the list. Heroes list. He makes the heroes list. No. Put him on the put him on the list somewhere. You pick where, Jason. Dave from Storage Wars. Oh yeah, he was a bad guy. Yeah, let's like put Dave on. How is Durst not number one? Fred Durst ain't going with a hundred miles of this list. <laughs> He's on the heroes list. He's on my heroes list. Because yeah. I'll say this. Think about if you were Fred Durst. Every day, someone comes up to you <laughs> and they yell, <laughs> uh-huh. Fred Durst. The idea that he hasn't murdered uh-huh. people makes the show, he has shown more restraint. Yeah. More grace toward the human race <laughs> and this restraint than I could ever show. You guys could do like a surprisingly not on the wads list. 
lot. Yeah, like a Axel Rose. So they like, didn't make the Wads list list. Yeah, like you'd think that he would be right Axel up there. Axel Rose, yeah, but he's he's, he's one not. of the good ones. Oh, he's one of the, or at the very least, he's not one of the Wads. Yeah, yeah. So what show you have? You've you do so many things. <laughs> what do you do? What shows do you do? Um, I do a show called Chaotic with the band Muna. Mm-hmm. I do a show called Newcomers okay. with Lauren and Nicole, Lauren Lapkus, Nicole Byer. Okay. And these are all a part of the Head gum. gum. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm like supervising producer on that show that you came graciously. Hollywood Handbook. Yes. What's that like to supervise that barrel of monkeys? <laughs> Terrifying every day. Is it? Never know when I'm going to get called in to be part of the bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's how they do it. Yeah. It, the, they keep me on my toes. You know why why they call you in for it? Because you're not asking to be called. Right. And that's, they know how much I don't want to. That's exactly yeah. it. If you wanted it. No, I would never be called. They would never yeah. call you with the, the 100 yeah. miles of being called. True. Now they're. I believe I might be the all time guest on Hollywood Handbook in terms of sheer volume. Number of episodes. Yes. That says a lot. And quality. Mm-hmm. Quality and quantity. <laughs> So you yeah. look around a forever dog. You got to be saying to yourself, not bad, not <laughs> bad, right? It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. The space is incredible. It's a pretty amazing space. Yeah. Sure, we don't have a cold brew machine or- Well, I brought that in. Those things that- Yeah. You brought that in? Like you guys could have one of those. Okay. Yeah. No, but there were other I'll podcasts. I'll tell you where we got it. There are other places that hosted podcasts. You'd go, oh, here's the- And you'd be like, is it the- Beer on tap and a cold <laughs> brew, and you're like, "This is only for the famous people to come in and feel impressed by it." Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the uh, the actual workers on the thing, you'd think it was like a galley on a on a like a ship. <laughs> They're like in a back room rowing in a dark, dingy <laughs> room. But they keep the area nice in front in case uh, uh, the guy who plays. Uh, 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 Shazam comes through, or whatever that dude's <laughs> name. What was that guy's name? I don't know. What was that show? Billy, where he was like, uh, whatever that guy. I met him over at a different podcast thing. He was in the parking lot. And he was. Uh, was he rude? Put him on the list. What was that guy's <laughs> name again? Who plays Shazam? Uh, Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi. What was the show he had? Chuck. Chuck. I'm not putting him on the list. <laughs> but they clearly were making it clear that they wanted him, people of his ilk to feel like this place is cool, which is not how you can build a place. It True. needs to be functional. A guy whose name neither of us could even come up with. Yes. And they're putting all their effort. And they're right. clearing the decks right. for this guy. They want to make it impressive for when Chuck comes through. Yeah. You knew he was here earlier? Chuck. <laughs> the other thing with Zachary Levi, which I thought was kind of like he made the Shazam movie and it, right. it, the first one did well. Then they made a second one and no one Not cared. Yep. Then he started going on this like public thing saying like, hey, you know, Shazam's a good family movie and you know, like... <laughs> 
John Wick's pretty violent. You want something to take the kids to? It's Shazam might be pretty good thing to take. <laughs> Don't take your kids. Like nobody wanted Shazam twice. Yeah. Shazam. They put a lot. I remember all that stuff on, like in front of the Chinese theater. Yeah. They... Because one of the things out here that you start to lose perspective mm-hmm. on is that there's no other place on earth that has movie ads everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you start to think that every city has like the same amount of movie promotion. Right. It's only here. Right. Or like you, you think that's a movie people actually went and saw, but it's yeah, not. Nobody. It's like a weird, yeah, it's a strange bubble. Mm-hmm. Somebody might say. So music is a big thing for you, Anya. Is that true? That is true. What kind of music are we talking about here? What kind of, I mean, I like, Rock and roll music. Okay. I like all kinds of music. There really isn't a genre that I would write off. Because mm-hmm. you do a music show. I too, do a music right? show on, it's currently only on terrestrial radio, though. Okay. It's on WGXC.org in the Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley, home of the family from the show Divorce that I work <laughs> Right, on. right, right. They live out there. So maybe right. they listened to your show. Maybe I those would hope characters so. yeah. listen to your show. Mm-hmm. Um. They got a tattoo. I know. I saw that. I saw you get it. I yeah. It and look, good. it's still here. I got it. It will be here every week until I stop doing the show. It's healing nice. It is healing nicely. If I was to show this to uh, Chris Nunez or an Oliver Peck from Ink Master, or even a Dave Navarro, they would say, "A <laughs> yeah." It reads from across the room. It's like a sticker. Yep. And it's healing nicely, and it's a clean tattoo. That's right. That's all you can hope for. Man, when I saw Dave Navarro at Home Depot, I saw him at the Home Depot on Sunset Boulevard once. Oh, yeah. Doing a DIY project. He was getting into it, yeah. That's kind of cool. It's nice to know that even Dave Navarro has to get in the car. I'm assuming he drives some sort of Munsters <laughs> mobile. Right. Like, you go in the parking lot, you see the, the Munsters <laughs> uh, hearse pulls right, up. Dave right. Navarro gets out. And yet he still needs to find, like... He's like, yeah, do you have any of that uh, <laughs> that chicken wire that wraps from the thing? Right. Trying to like, even he has to go buy. Right. It sucks for him that he probably has to get make like a regular yeah. garden bed or whatever. Yeah. He can't make like a cool one. Exactly. It was just like, yeah. Or he's just like, I need like, I got this squeaky door. Like I need, yeah. where's the oil? <laughs> the WD-40? Or maybe he's making it squeakier. He might be making it squeakier. More haunted. Yeah. He likes spooky stuff yeah. are you a big fan of halloween i've saw i can't believe you're putting me on the record for this i am one of those people i do not want anything to do with halloween oh okay it does nothing for me i mostly think like if people want to be weird they can you can be weird 365 sure. you don't need to like save it all so for you it's amateur hour it's like mm-hmm. it's like saint patrick's day for people that don't drink regularly right it's like a time for the other people to be weird for one night. Exactly. Okay. And like the vibes are we- like everyone's like trying so hard to mm-hmm. put it all away in that night. Yeah. It's Dave Navarro. See, he would hate me for saying that. He's very manicured, that beard. <laughs> that beard is like, you think he he clearly went to Home Depot and got uh, a level. Right. That's that what he beard, was there for. He was there for a level. Yeah. That yeah. is a very... That is a maybe the perfect beard and those eyes. Yeah. They yeah. draw you in. <laughs> sure thing. Yeah. Absolutely do. 
Now. Oh, I got to end the show. Oh, my God. I know. It's nine o'clock. It's my fault. It's not your fault. This is what I want to say tonight. We'll finish the the wad list. We're getting closer and closer. It'll happen one of these episodes. Sorry, Next I, week's I didn't episode, contribute more. You contributed. I'll think. Fine. I'll think of a couple while I'm gone. Yeah, you don't worry about it. <laughs> now, where can people find you if they want? If they if they're so inclined, should they just listen to the podcast? Is that the best way to? You can find me on Instagram, okay. Radio Free Anya, A N Y A, and mm-hmm. I'll be launching a rock and roll radio show that's the name of it okay on twitch uh-huh on headgums twitch and right. it's going to be on the regular radio okay in hudson mm-hmm. new york okay in october and that's hopefully amazing. if we're lucky we're gonna have a what? very special guest maybe i'll come by that would i be heard fun. you like music also i do like music mm-hmm. i like I like some pretty out there stuff uh <laughs> i kind of like everything from abba to zappa that's pretty good. Whenever anybody said that, I was always like, that's not true. <laughs> and then it's a challenge to find things they don't like. Right. I like everything. Lots I hate saying that, but it's like there's something good in – you can find yes, something good. Exactly. And that's that's the hard work of life. I was like when people are like, I like everything except the uh, rap. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always – Country. Yeah. It's like, like I'm they, they, racist and yeah, classist. They have their thing. Exactly. <laughs> I just like, I don't like, uh, you know, like all the stuff. I like all of it. There's some classical music I like. But uh, I don't like rap. I don't like rap. Or country. Yeah. Really outing yourself. Yeah, really. But it's like a music show for, it's not like heady at all. It's it's for the people. It's like we just talk about stuff that um, we think is cool or not. Radio free Anya. That's it. People can check it out. Well, I'm excited about getting to come on your show at some point. I would be truly an honor of a lifetime. I I mean that sincerely. Well, that's sweet you say. I appreciate it. Now, I want to tell you, the best show listeners, patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the show. As my friend Anya could attest to, this podcast advertising, (laughs) not good. You support the show through Patreon. That's how we keep the lights on. And keep the cold brew flowing. That's true. Um, we have all sorts of stuff. The entire 24-hour show is up there. The video is up there. And it's so good. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was, it was something I'm very proud of, that 24-hour show. It's hard work. Yeah. It's it, impressive. It was. And now you can get all of it up there. There's bonus stuff going up every Sunday. That's how you support the show. And... We will be back next week. We have get we uh, do we have a guest next week? Don't say who it is. Do we? <laughs> yes. 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 Is it a conversation? We have a band next week. We do <gasps> sweeping promises. Oh, that's sick. Their 